Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. Uh, Alright, oh. Oh, fuck. Forgot about this part. Mine was already open. I fucked up. Uh, all right, boys and girls, so this is going to be episode 188 of the Black Flag Podcast. As always, I am Charlie Sanborn. That's at C Sanborn III. To my left is going to be Bradley Saucer. That's at BSauce96. And to his left is going to be Bobby Timmons. That's at Bobby Timmons13. Yes, Bradley? My uh, my body just let out a brief cry for help <laughs> upon putting alcohol in it. It's uh, the only thing that's been in my body so far all day today. So uh, this is breakfast. I, I, like a, uh, like that, a breakfast Brad, beer. You're living um, my yesterday today. I had a breakfast sandwich that Bradley cooked first thing Sunday morning, and that was it. Choked down maybe a beer with about 20 to go in the tour type race. Other than that, I felt absolutely foul. I had a yesterday. <laughs> I had a I had a Celsius and a water for uh, for breakfast today. Uh, absolutely zero food has been inside of me, so this is the first food we're eating a little or drinking a bread loaf here. Uh, has any nice one been inside of you? Uh, not that I know of. That's good. But nice. you know, right. I am really sleepy right now. Yeah. Uh, I think took a the fat fat nap. I think the only thing I ate Saturday was a ch- like a microwave chili thing, <laughs> and then like eleven e eight beers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys could tell, uh, but we've. Uh, I don't know, in this household, anyway, we've been playing musical fucking sickness. Uh, perks of having a girlfriend who was sick for a while, you uh, you then also get sick. So uh, you, you made it sound like you guys are playing a game of sick volleyball where you just lobby <laughs> illnesses back and forth. It's essentially what's been happening over here, but um, uh, made for uh, my Saturday night, which I had all intents and purposes of going the long way home from the, the clubhouse there and uh, doing doing jumps off of beer pong tables and stuff like that to just immediately going to bed. But uh, we are fresh off the Thompson World Series uh, event. It was a three-day show, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We had all sorts of uh, race carring going on. We had uh, bang bangers. We had bang banger modifords. We had real modifords of of several kinds. We had flappy birds. Uh, We even had some stonks and trunks. So uh, 
uh, recap in the weekend, Bradley. I think you had you started on Thursday, did you not? Yeah, I towed down on Thursday. I uh, I say it every week uh, that that we end up. Uh, I have to travel all the way through Massachusetts. The worst fucking so, state on this planet. There is not through. like I. I would love nothing more than to take like the fifteen people I like that are from Massachusetts, put them all in like a little little cargo container or something, ship them somewhere else for a little bit, and then just draw Kim Jong Un a loosely accurate map of the United <laughs> States. Like maybe put DC right where fucking four ninety five and two ninety meet. Just just let Make it chew. That road wider. Why is there not two exit, like two lanes to exit? There, There's plenty well, of room. There are is. you talking about the exit where it backs up for like three miles? Yes. It is only no one reason. single lane to get onto 290, but as Brad and I have discussed, I'm starting to get good at this trip. It's two lanes. You just, oh yeah! You just gotta, you just gotta pray that there's a tractor trailer truck right at the you, last yeah. second that you could cut off. You just motherfuck everybody for like three and quarters of a mile, and you oh, dart it before it turns yeah, off. That is always a fuck show for no reason. Oh, fucking Jeremy Bluetooth absolutely buzzes up every time in a Ford Escort or something. <laughs> Never fails. Fucking hangs jams right in front it in of front of a fucking eighteen wheeler. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, so so you go down Thursday, right? So I I had to work Friday, and um, Lindsay and I had all plans to go down to thompson friday night after work right it's about a two just over two hours from the house here and um she uh she forgot that she had tickets to broad a broadway show the chicago show at the uh, merrill auditorium so that opened up my friday to where i went to nascarts and uh from there there was there's typically been what 70 to 80 ish carts on a given weekend typically uh there was 23 Tough, on Friday, uh, tough look for the kid, and uh, that made for it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be a long night, but uh, everybody thinking on their toes. Actually, Nate Barth uh, brought the plan into play uh, to to kind of put it into effect. All the divisions did a milk bowl style triple crown, where the first, second, and third place finishers were based off of a point system off of the three races that they ran, and it actually made for quite a good little show, uh, despite the low cart count. Uh, there were still probably seven or eight pro stocks. We had a couple two tree uh uh box stock kids and uh they joined uh i think the sportsmen's together and had like six so wasn't terrible could have been better could have been worse but uh had a good time out of it for sure yeah it's getting uh getting to the end of the year getting a little chilly outside and uh season officially wrapped up points wise um last week. last last week but a couple more go-kart shows to go uh, i know that's where we'll be on uh, friday this coming friday i uh, got a text from daddy on the way home and uh Said, are my boys coming to Waterford this weekend? And I uh, had to relay the unfortunate news that we will not. Uh, sorry, but that, sorry, that's just, Sean. I know you're not disappointed. You're just pissed. Yeah, that's just uh, it's it's what happens when you uh, have a racetrack that's like about four hours away, and you put a show that is very very intriguing on the 29th of October. Uh, can't make two Waterford trips in two weeks. That's uh, that's a whole lot of driving. That being it's said, half a day. I've gone to Connecticut three times this year. Once was Stafford for SRX. Once was to race my at Waterford and one was this last weekend and I honestly think that those are one two and three for the most amount of fun I have had doing race car things this year yeah oh it's the there's something about like big big event season in Connecticut that just gets my rocks off and like that's why like I took Friday off like of work completely I was like I'm gonna go down Thursday I'm gonna enjoy every single uh every single bit of this I usually work every holiday didn't work today um stayed over last night and uh, boy, am I glad that I did because I got a sweet, sweet uh, hat that uh, Bobby really wants. So on my head I just right sent, now. I just sent Luke Baldwin a snap. I was like, "Yo, dog, 
I got yeah, you. I was, gonna, I was gonna ask where that came from because I'm gonna need one of them. I'll trade you a T-shirt, a hat, one of my own, one of both. I don't care. I'll just pay for it. Like a he should person. just fucking give me one for <clears throat> getting his piss paws in my cooler. <laughs> his piss paw, piss paws. <laughs> I, I like, it was my favorite like, moment of the weekend. Is that a, is that the equivalent of dick beaters? Yeah. Earlier <laughs> earlier in the day, I'd ask Brad, I was like, is that is that Baldwin's kid? And he's like, yeah. I was like, which one is Luke? And uh, I see him. Maybe. Anyways, my brain is stroking out. He asked Brad if he could. No, you're censoring yourself. <laughs> I know. I don't even know how to say it. You're right. You know what I'm trying to do. Anyways, yeah. long story short, um, I was fucking around with him. I said, hey, get the fuck out of my cooler. And uh, his eyes got real wide there for a second he, before <laughs> I had to tell him that I was just joking. The, the best part was that he comes over and uh, when Bobby confronted him like that, he goes, oh, I thought it was yours. Like pointed at me like it was kosher to just dig through my cooler like i don't i I mean i don't give a shit but so he comes back over again said something uh, and uh he's like i thought that was your cooler i was like i promise you bobby doesn't give a shit do absolutely Uh, do not give a shit i I promise the only time if if we don't want you going through the cooler you'll know about it because you get punched out in the oxford parking lot (laughs) that's pretty much uh how that goes yeah what a a hustler he got it for a price yeah Yeah, you fucking stole my beers (laughs) yeah Oops. Yeah, <laughs> he asked me for he asked me for a medium T-shirt. It was perfect because we have a whole slew of T-shirts and just two random ass mediums that are like a gray BFP one that we perfect. don't even sell anymore. And we have the circle logo that I designed on my laptop. And there's just a medium just chilling. And it was actually like it wasn't even like the black ones that we sell. It was just like a regular like gray one that I ordered off of eBay as like a test run. I was like, yeah, we got two mediums. Sure. I was like, you want a beanie too? We don't even want these. Uh, they, weren't, they weren't the cuff ones. We're just giving them out for free, really. Anyways, at this point, so um, yeah, gave them gave them those. Very and, uh, nice hat. Yeah, very very nice hat. But that's because uh, Tommy so, Baldwin won the owners' championship in the modified tour. I yes. don't know if we said that. Yeah. They have nice yeah. shit all around. It it's seems. very. This is the probably like top one coolest hat that I have. Uh, close second is the Team North America one from when uh, the World Cup of Hockey went to Pittsburgh and Connor McJesus and fucking. Austin Matthews and everyone were all on one line, but uh, that one's a uh, prize possession's been about six years old and still looks brand new. So he says I have to fist fight you for it because that was the last one. <laughs> yeah, it was. This was literally off of his head. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't even have one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gave me. He uh, he traded me just straight off of his melon. So um, respect that move. But so we it's uh, like a jersey swap. Like you said, I went down on Thursday, and uh, this is actually when I met Luke. Uh, I, I was planning with Marcus to go down to the clubhouse um, after uh, we parked our campers. Park campers headed over to the clubhouse and uh, walked in, and uh, Marcus obviously helps uh, Mike Jr. and Tommy Baldwin was in there uh, sitting down, and uh, we all just gathered into got got into one table and we're trying to get football on the TV and all this shit. Just one thing led to another, and you know now I just met Tommy that day, just met Luke that day, but uh, uh, Scott Allen. There was a couple couple people in there that knew the podcast and stuff, so we were just shooting the shit and uh, made our way back over to uh, to Stagger Steez where we had cornhole set up and. Uh, the Crowleys are uh, notoriously good at cornhole, and uh, Staggerstee's pretty good himself. The uh, those are you know they, they're always out there playing, and uh, we get back, and Brian Crowley's like, "Hey, uh, Harry, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. We're gonna play cornhole. We're gonna put up some money." He's like, 20 bucks, twenty bucks a person." And I was like, "Let's do ten. I was like, "I like they've been, they've been over there practicing and stretching and shit." I'm like, "Nah, let's do ten. Let's do ten. He's like, "20. He's gonna do twenty. I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, I don't want to do twenty. So he's adamant. We start the game, and we it was this is the first game of the weekend that we were playing and uh we get to the end and we usually play you can go over 21 and they just call it a game we don't play right on the yeah, number it turns into a bit of a fucking game of monopoly when you don't do that yeah so they ended up making it the rule that you're playing to 21 i was like well that's fucking different so we go over 21 and we have to go back to 15 and then it's like 18 18 whatever 
or like maybe it was 1918. I don't know. And so I get four on the board and there was like two on the board for them. And then, uh, Kevin Crowley goes with his last bag and sinks it and just fucking starts like walking off like fist pump. And he's like, boom, like, let's go. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, it took me literally like I was pissed for like 20 minutes. I'm like, that's not fucking 21. Like, what are you talking about? And then I was sitting there and I'm like, looking back, thinking about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm just real bad at math. Yeah, that was 21. So I went over, gave him 20 bucks. I'm like, that's the last fucking game of cornhole that I play this this like tonight, whatever. Fucking you were still whatever. mad about it on Friday night. No, I, well, I was pissed. I was pissed at like just more more things than that. Like Friday night snowball, but I wasn't I wasn't that mad on Thursday after uh, I my, my own brain was like, oh, you're just a dipshit. So Brian comes back over. He goes, we're gonna play another game, best two out of three or whatever, double or nothing. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Here goes another twenty dollars pissed away. So what <laughs> what happens? I'm down forty dollars. So then Amanda shows up and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm like, I'm already down forty bucks on the night. I can't even afford to golf tomorrow. This is stupid, whatever. And uh, Tommy and Luke are over there. So Luke's like, hey Brad, you want to play? I'm like, yeah. Who are we playing? He's like, oh, we're playing Marcus and Brian. I'm like, cool. We get to the boards. It's fucking Kevin and Steve who are undefeated. They've won <laughs> six games so far, and Sick. we're playing for money again. I'm like, it's fantastic. So I get up next to Steve. I'm like, this is a ten dollar game. He's like, all right, yeah, we'll play ten bucks. So Luke and I start playing. We won fucking six games in a row. Absolutely ran the table. Undefeated on the night on the weekend. Still to this day, I will not say that we lost on Saturday or Friday because that didn't happen. Um, that was a, that was a game. We threw that game right from the start. But, uh, yeah, that was how I met Luke. And uh, good kid, great kid. Uh, felt confident or comfortable enough to steal uh, steal waters out of my cooler that wasn't my cooler. So <laughs> My uh, Thursday cool. night, uh, my, my bender of a weekend started on Thursday night, but I didn't go to Thompson. Uh, I went to Walker Hayes at the Civic Center on, uh, <clears throat> that's on the, Thursday. That's the Abbey song guy. Got a free ticket from one of Abby's friends. Somehow ended up in the pit. Um, that's pretty. I feel like that always happens to us, though. Like it's pretty we, dope. We, we somehow we somehow get just like an inch <laughs> and take a mile, and then we're on the stage. <laughs> it never fails. Yeah. It never fails. Um, <clears throat> I don't really like Walker Hayes' two hit songs on the radio, uh, AA and the Applebee's song, because I feel like they're two of the most annoying songs uh, on the radio. But the uh, rest of his show is absolutely fantastic. He had a lot of songs that were really good that obviously that don't get played on the radio, which is, I feel like is how it goes. And he had like either pre-recorded or live like monologues or tidbits about all of his songs. You know, like one song about his wife, one song about his sobriety, all that. And then like the hits, he just kind of played them. And then the guitar riff or the opening riff for uh, Fancy Like comes on and he's just like, yeah, you probably heard this one before. <laughs> like just kind of airmailed that one in. I was like, I respect the hell out of that. Even he thinks that song's fucking annoying too. I, I can't, um, that was a good time. I can't, I know a lot of those guys have like ghostwriters and shit too, for shit like that. So I'm sure that that's one of the ones that the producers are like, you, you should sing this way. He's like, I don't want to do that. They're like, no, it's going to be a hit. And they're like, oh, yeah, all right. Seems like a genuinely good dude had like all nine of his children. His wife came out and did like the dance to that song. On nine stage. children. I think it was four or five, fucking but it's like down, nine. dude. Yeah, Bobby was seeing nine. Jesus. Yeah, I might have been seeing nine. <laughs> actually, I only hit three, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't get too out of hand Thursday night. I drugged the brakes enough because I knew we were going to have a long weekend. Yeah. And I left I left work. Um, got a late jump out of work, but um, sometimes you got to get shit done before you go. Uh, normally, Thompson takes me two and three quarter hours. Um, I can usually make up some time, haul some ass. And uh, it took me three and a half. Uh, four ninety five needs to be blown up and restarted. Make yeah. that son of a bitch five lanes wide because three ain't cutting it. And as we touched on earlier, the uh, the turn onto two ninety, it's one lane and it was backed up miles. for three miles. Yeah. And I made this mistake when I went to Stafford earlier this summer. I got in line like a dipshit. 
No. Waited patiently, waited my turn. Watched 4,500. What'd you call him? Jeremy Bluetooth or something? Yeah. <laughs> Go fucking buzzing by. And I'm like, Billy Bluetooth. I was like, I'm going to do it. I don't even care if I got to if I gotta put my lefts in the grass to get on the off ramp. Like, we're going in. Um, I know two cars can go side by side through that ramp onto 290 because uh, my dad and Dan <laughs> Collins did it. My dad had our race trailer and Dan had a, a Super Hyundai or whatever he had there. Um, I didn't even know Dan back then. This was back in like 2017. He just saw a main plate that said something about racing and we were racing at four in the morning, getting on four ninety or two ninety rather. But uh, yeah, a lot of traffic in, in Massachusetts, and uh, we got on the backside of Worcester, um, which is convenient because uh, there's only ten minutes left in the drive after you go through Worcester, and it was finally clear again. But I was I was cunty. Yeah, I was yeah. a little upset. I don't I don't like sitting in traffic. Um, I feel like there there's one thing that unanimously pisses the three of us off, no questions asked, and it's traffic. Yeah. It's, and, and I just I I will go to jail over <laughs> fucking stopping on a highway. And I looked up multiple like routes to like get around it. And had plenty of time when you're just sitting there stopped. And I'm like I don't I don't know it, if there's traffic here. There's traffic everywhere. Like it's yeah. it's fucking five thirty on a Friday night. Like what an absolute dipshit move uh, by me to think that oh, I'm gonna leave Maine at three thirty to drive to fucking Connecticut. Like yeah, absolute yeah, buffoon move. But I made it. <laughs> um. And I didn't really miss much. Um, I missed the vintage cars, which was awesome. Perfect. So it's like, yeah, maybe sitting in traffic wasn't so bad. Sounds yeah. like it nailed it. Oh, didn't even have to watch the vintage cars feature. Showed up. I think the late models were the second feature of the night. And that's right about when I walked in. Couldn't have timed it any better. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm almost, I'm pretty confident. I would bet my left nut that Massachusetts leads, not leads the league, top three in the league of amount of times gone from 80 miles an hour to zero. Just all yeah, the time yeah. throughout 495 and 290, you just come to a complete stop, and then you're just going 80 again. You're like, what right, the there's fuck not, was there's that? There's not even any mayhem. Like, no, no nothing, carnage. Nothing. There was, luckily, not for me, the uh, northbound side of 95 from um, probably Scarborough to Boston was backed up on Friday because a dude lost a trailer with an excavator on it in the middle of the road. <clears throat> that was pretty wicked. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bad day for that guy. Then there was shit everywhere. And, I, and then coming home last night, I could see all the skid marks from where it happened. Like, that must have been a hell of a wreck. Tough break for Kubota. Um, yeah. yeah. The excavator looked like it held up fine. The trailer in the truck did not. Fucking John Deere. Um, so luckily, <laughs> I wasn't headed. Uh, I think I'll take our fucking land. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that came from. Anyway. So, yeah, that looked a lot worse than what I dealt with. How did the GPS is like, the roads turn red. Like, yeah. how, how does it know? It just knows when everyone comes I to a complete I assume because every other asshole is also on their cell phone, and then it knows that they're all just not yeah. moving anymore. Yeah. That's, so, that's so a, like, you, you, you zoom out, and you're like, ah, fuck, it's all red in, in like four miles. And then you go four miles, and it's just brake lights as good. far as the eye I, can see. I spend a whole mess of time uh, traveling through the state of Massachusetts, and uh, so I'll just be like sitting there in traffic, like sending a snap back to Amanda, and it's always just like from the bottom, like me looking out the windshield, just like and she like almost always is she's like oh I can tell you're in mass because like it's just me pissed off face red <laughs> fucking smoke out of the ears yeah. brake lights as far as the eye can see yeah it's fantastic and actually it's, I, I only see red from now from now on from how but, much traveling in mass I've done like you said though it's always for like no reason yeah at all it's just yeah somebody's like, slamming on the brakes just to test them and then you're fucking like a lot of it honestly is the fucking jam up <clears throat> on 290 
but it's like that's one lane, fuck faces. You got three more. Well, yeah. the problem is, is that that one you... lane backs up into like an actual like traffic lane, and then it funnels down into two yeah, for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, no exaggeration. Was that lane was stopped for three miles, and I'm like, I'm not. And people are dumb enough to just sit there like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. the, and I was, I went full whatever we said, something Bobby Bluetooth, and <laughs> I waited till like I was fucking thousand feet away from it, and I'm like. As a spot, I turn yeah. now. Good luck, like everybody else. Cut I, off a minivan. Got right in line. No, I, I, uh, I've never traveled 495 to 290 and stayed in the right lane the entire time with the camper. I was like out for a Sunday drive. I'm like, yo, we're gonna get there safe and sound. We're not gonna Kubota it. And uh, I was traveling in the right lane. And one thing that they really need to work on when they blow up and redo the whole entire interstate there is um, the merge in lanes from the entrance of the highway are about 10 to 15 feet. So, like, people would come, like, buzzing up, and they'd be next to me, and, like, there was numerous times they almost ran into the side of the camper because, like, the lane, like, you come onto the highway, and you have 10 feet to, like, make your decision, make your move, and I'm just chugging along, going 65, you know, 10 and 2, fucking out for a drive, listening to fucking Shania Twain, and, uh, yeah. It's Let's just go, girls. Dangerous. Just absolutely dangerous and uh, just uncalled for traffic. It just un... I don't know. It unfathomably pisses me off. But so, like, today on the way home, I did feel a lot better because I was one of the only dipshits going to Maine uh, on a holiday Monday. Um, whereas when I got onto I-95, there was traffic backed up all three lanes all the way from when I got on I-95 and, like, Lowell or wherever the fuck you do, all the way back until I got off in Westbrook, Maine. So uh, Yeah, what was going on on the <clears throat> interstate today? Because same thing, I guess it was just backed up from was, fucking Portland to Boston. Yeah, it was yeah. just a holiday weekend, the end of a holiday weekend, and people come up to Maine, and they're like, oh, yeah, fucking indigenous people. And, you know, I don't know what they, I don't know where they go. What do they go to the old port? Fucking, oh, yeah, step over a couple dead bums. What, they, what, what is he, what, what's Break cool about, what's, oasis. what's cool about Maine, you know? I mean, like, we got an olive garden. It's a whole thing. I feel like we take where we live for granted very much. That's but. true. But my what's cool about Maine right now? I mean, like the summer, unbelievable. Today was absolutely miserable. It's cold. Yeah, October. 45 degrees like, and shitty rain all day. It's like you missed Salem fucking 18 exits back. You know, like, what's, good for, are you going? You know what's good for being sick? What? Cold, shitty, rainy days like mm. today. Yeah. <clears throat> we are arthritis acting up. Ah, uh, the worst. <clears throat> yeah. Hate my, it for the guys. My nose arthritis. But so I uh Narthritis. When uh, Bobby Bobby showed right. up uh missed uh missed the hand oh, I guess all the heat races and uh showed up for the late model feature just in time to uh to watch Derek Luchaki get washed to the moon by uh I believe Ryan Morgan. Ryan Morgan did run him halfway to Stafford getting into one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but didn't realize what they were racing for and I've I like Derek. Well, we all like Derek. I like Ryan Morgan. I don't have any reason to not like him. I don't think I've seen him do anything too egregious behind the wheel of a race car, except that. But they're racing for a championship, and that's how everyone passes at Thompson. You drive in on the flat, and you just decide, you know, the guy on the top decides whether you turn or not, and everybody, they, they just, like, run you up the hill. Well, I, and that's what he did to Derek, and I honestly thought Derek was just going to, okay, he'll just run it back down and drive by him, but uh, I think he said it bent something in the left front, knocked the toe out or something. So he didn't win, and um, did he finish second, though, to Morgan? Uh, yeah, I believe so. He So they announced that, you know, Ryan Morgan wins the race and Derek Lachaki is your Thompson Speedway late model champion. And then like 32 hours later, they come on yeah. the loudspeaker and like, yeah, it was actually Ryan Morgan that won the championship. Like, how do you not know? Yeah, it was an Especially when, mess. when with like, okay, we'll say 10 to go. Was it, was it a 50 lapper? 
30 lapper? 40, 30. Whatever it was. With 10 to go, Ryan Morgan had a fairly sizable lead, and it became obvious that that Gulchaki wasn't going to pass him. Maybe then start figuring out your championship tiebreaker. Maybe that's a good time. They had to go all the way back to who had more third-place finishes, and Ryan had one more than Derek did, but they didn't know that until... I said 32 hours. It was like an hour later, but it was, still, like they interviewed Derek on the track, like you're the champion, and, and Derek's like, yeah, you know, obviously pissy the way he was raced, but it was cool to win a championship, and then he gets back to the pits, and they're like, yeah, no, nah, wasn't that? Yikes. Yeah, it was very, very bizarre. But, uh, yeah, I believe, <clears throat> did, did Tom Carey finish? Yeah, Tom, I think he was there. third. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, and then, uh, I mean, the uh, – the SKs came out. They're running on all three days. Um, they were running, I think, thirty lap features or something like that. All three days, and uh, Troy Townman, very good at Thompson. Um, slipped up one time though, and did wash Todd Owen to the absolute moon. Worse and, than uh, Morgan did to Gilchrist. Yeah, like pretty much all but bounced him off the wall. Yeah, Troy Troy's had himself a uh, pretty pretty good little run here. So uh, he's gonna. I'm sure that he'll uh, he'll have a pretty good year coming up uh, coming up next year. Should be able to find victory lane with how uh, how strong he's been. But Todd was quite upset <clears> with <throat> him after the race. Yeah, and the worst part about that is neither of them won. No, Kopchik ended up winning the race with like a fourth place car. I, I, maybe he was just saving, or or maybe I'm blind. Probably a little bit of both. But it didn't look like to me he had the dominant car. No, um, I picked him in the pool and I won you know, a big win of four dollars. So um, <laughs> happy about that. But I didn't really, honestly, didn't think uh, he had anything for him. But he uh, got the outside lane. On a restart, that's another thing too. Like if you're leading the race, why would you pick the top? Because every leader that picked the top just got their shit washed getting into one. It's like pick the bottom and do the washing getting into one. But I, I feel like if you get the jump though, you're already in the preferred groove. But, yeah, you, but usually you, the guy on the bottom just jumps to start anyway. Well, that, yeah, yeah, I get. It. Yeah, shout out to uh, Corey DiMatteo. I believe he finished third in all three races. Uh, put it on the podium all three, uh, all three of the events. So. That was pretty cool to see, but yeah, uh, good to see Kopsik pick up a win, and I don't know, it was, uh, I guess I don't really have any notes from Friday, so that was the only thing that it I remember was Street Friday, Stonks, they had an R&R Street Stonk open, uh, Chris Watson from Bangor, Kenduskeg, Maine, uh, picked, up, picked up the win, excuse uh, me, he worked, yeah. he worked over Chad Baxter really, really hard the whole race just for Chad Baxter to get DQ'd anyway. Um, and then Shane Gendron, he's a star speedway guy. We met him and his pal Scott and Rob McRae is another star guy that was down there racing. Shane Gendron ended up finishing second. Um, got to hear over the loudspeaker. I don't think it was supposed to come over the loudspeaker, but, uh, race control was very upset at the entire field for wadding a bunch of shit up consecutively and heard a loud audible, just go single file from Scott Tapley. Uh, at one point of the race, that was pretty funny. I don't think he wanted that over the loudspeaker, but it came through clear as day. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was impressive. There was a lot of people there uh, sitting with us that they're not uh, not big on street stonks or they don't they're they're modified people down there. Um, some of our friends, so we uh, we obviously knew Chris Watson and uh, recognized the name, recognized the state, and uh, as we were watching them battle, I mean they put on an absolute fuck of a show. And yeah, uh, he never once touched Baxter. Yeah. Like they he'd poke underneath them, Baxter would drag him down the straightaway. They put on a super clean race, very unstreet stonk like. There was somebody in a white number twelve. Oh my Very God. nice race car. That fucking dude hit every car that got beside him, including Chris Watson at one point. Yeah, and, uh, dude, it was egregious. <laughs> it was it was all of uh, who was who was Buddy at Oxford that uh, was trying to wreck one of the Harrisons and just kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, and wrecked himself. Oh, uh, Rick Spalding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that was essentially what the twelve was trying to do. Just I mean, hitting everything but the the lottery. And one point, like I think. 
I think he got hit by another car and like moved up the track and then tried to just right rear like a lapped car that wasn't even the one that got into him. It was like <laughs> an absolute fucking mess. So like a lot of like, everyone that was sitting there watching is like that twelve is fucking something. Like yeah, there's a, there a couple sevens there that were bouncing off each other at the start. I think they were part of like the the first uh, first wreck there, or at least one of them was. But um, yeah, it was a it was a mess. But it was it was pretty impressive to see Chris Watson uh, end the race with uh, no rubber marks on the side, no marks at all. We on told right everybody that was sitting with us that you know Bradley and I are from Maine, and this guy's from Maine, and he's in a part of Maine that Brad and I said that's too far away for us to hang out at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it, uh, if you're wondering, um, the drive to Kanduskeg is longer than the drive to Thompson. So, Correct. Uh, yeah. All so that buddy char- traveled like six hours on yeah. that race. Yeah, and uh, luckily it worked out for him. Parked in Victory Lane. So I feel uh, like he's always usually pretty quick no matter yeah. where he, he wins everywhere. Last year he had that beautiful like black and gold yep. uh, 35. I think it's blue this year, yeah. and he's always pretty quick no matter where yeah, he, he goes. travels. He travels. Uh, quite a bit too he goes down and runs like in uh, south carolina at the dylan fucking bash i think and stuff too so that's cool to see uh glad he picked up the win and that was uh that was friday night's festivities i uh <clears throat> friday was uh friday was kind of tame actually um i think maybe or maybe it was thursday i don't know friday night was wild wild because like we got back to the camper we had a cool little compound set up a lot of great great neighbors nobody wanted to fist fight over the music volume <laughs> um good fireplace pong um cornhole it was like i just looked at my phone i was like whoa it's 3 30 in the morning we've been standing here for like eight hours yeah just it was just just a big social event you know nothing was nobody was jumping bicycles through the fire pit or destroying beer pong tables Um, seems awfully specific that all fast forward 24 hours (laughs) Uh, just it was a very tame but a good party like it was a lot of people in and out um those are the good ones those are the good ones yeah it was it was uh i i love like I don't know. It's weird. I love I love the big events at, in Connecticut because there's just something about them. Like Oxford's cool, um, but you you see a lot of familiar faces at Oxford. Where it comes to like Thompson and Stafford, obviously those aren't like right in our backyard. So uh, when you go there, you just everyone knows where your party's set up, and people just drop in and drop out, and you see everyone. And then you know whenever whenever you say bye to people at the end of the weekend, you pretty much can just be like, "We'll see you at the icebreaker." Uh, because you probably won't see those people uh, unless they're doing indoor shows for uh, the rest of the year. So it's just cool. Like uh, I'm glad uh, it was announced uh, either today or this weekend that uh, uh, Chris Mashad and, and uh, Tom Mayberry are going to be back uh, hosting the events next year. It's good because there was there was some rumblings that this could have been the last one, but uh, it must have been a very successful weekend for him. A lot of fucking people, a lot of fucking race cars, yeah. a lot of campers. There was a yeah. I think I pulled in on Thursday and I was like 209 for the campers. So. Uh, I was, was, a, was I think I was 349 or yeah. something like that. You yeah. showed up Saturday morning. Right. Yeah. Which so. uh that leads us into Saturday, I guess. Um uh, Saturday I had again we we originally planned on coming down Friday night being part of that, but plans changed. And um I was all ready to go. Now, leading up to this, I had tried to get a hold of somebody at the Thompson Speedway for about a week and couldn't get a hold of any couldn't get a hold of anybody, couldn't get a hold of anybody, couldn't get a hold of anybody. Finally, I got my phone call returned from a very nice lady named Katrina. Katrina is going to be the MVP of the weekend for us. Reason being, I talked to her. I said, hey, you know, my plans changed. I'm not going to be able to get there until Saturday morning. I'm looking to get a backstretch spot because I have an RV. She's like, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, like, I mean, typically that's first come, first serve, but... 
you know, if we'll, I'll, I'll write your name down. I'll give it to the people at the where you check in there, and, and we'll see what we can do. I say, hey, you know, that's all I can ask for, right? You know, I, I appreciate that. So <laughs> I didn't think anything of it after I have that conversation. She gives me some names of people who I'm going to probably talk to once we get to the racetrack. So we drive there. Now, I, I, I'm driving this RV, right? And what would you say that is? Probably 30 feet, Bob? Yeah. Give or take, yeah. something like that. It's enough to where you're basically driving a fucking billboard down the road, yeah. right? And I hadn't really experienced this buzzing down the highway yet. But when you get by an 18-wheeler, there's a lot of air that comes off of that, right? And when you're driving a billboard, well, it, it blows you. You kind of don't really have any control. I feel over like you, you were going to do a Tommy tip over. I almost killed somebody <laughs> coming to the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> because Lindsay's shitting on me. She's like, you're the worst driver on the road, blah, 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 which she's not wrong. I'm pretty bad on the road. And I'm driving this billboard of an RV, and I'm getting blown over. Well, some little cuzzo in a red, like, Chevy Cobalt almost landed in oncoming traffic because <laughs> I'm buzzing by this 18-wheeler, and the wheel gets ripped right out of my fucking hand. <laughs> Hang on to her, Skip. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm fucking, you know, Ayrton Senna buzzing this thing down the highway, and I'm going straight, and all of a sudden the thing is pointed left, and I turn right, and it's still going left. I'm like, well, that's not right. <laughs> so yeah. now I'm trying to overcorrect this fucking Lego block going down the highway <laughs> with wheels. <laughs> and I look in my mirror, and there is this poor little bastard in this red cobalt just buzzing through the fucking speed bumps on the left side trying to get the fuck around me. <laughs> there is shit fucking flying off the car and all that stuff. And I just yeah, want to be like, ball, that's, so. that's on me. That's on me. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not used to... I'm new here. That's what I wanted yeah. to say. I had to do a that's on me wave to a bike on 495 <laughs> that I absolutely cut off trying to change lanes at 25 mile an hour. Uh. So, so, so but before the morning had started... I, I was like, all right, we got to get there early. Like, they're they're going to try and keep a spot for us, but, like, I don't want to make it hard for them, right? So I, I was like, we got to get up at, like, 4, you know, make the two-hour drive, get there, like, 6 or 7, you know, before stuff starts rolling, right? So I got up at a brisk 6.30. I was going to uh, say, right on time. I'm going to say, in Charlie terms, that means he's there at about 11. So I, I rolled out of bed about 6.30, and Lindsay's like, when did you want to leave? I was like, like three fucking hours ago. <laughs> she Pal, like, wait, just oh. wait till you've uh, discovered the invention of the alarm clock on your cell phone. Oh no, it yep. was set for three thirty. I looked at it, snoozed it, woke up at six <laughs> thirty. <laughs> I was like, oops. Uh, so we uh, we got there at like ten, ten thirty, something like that, and we roll up to the racetrack there. And those who haven't been to the Thompson, the place is fucking massive. the The parking lot is part of the road course. So like you, you you pull in and there's this little like yeah, every building. everything is racetrack everything everything <laughs> there's not a parking lot it's just the infield to the road course which is in front of the circle track so the parking lot's kind of fucked up to begin with but before you get in there there's like this little house building thing that you check in for for camping and there's a security guy there just sitting on a uh, like a golf cart because things have kind of just started happening in the pits at this point people are rolling their shit out. And he's got his feet up on it, and he looks at me, waves. I walk over, and I, I go up to the thing. I say, hey, you know, I, I spoke with Kat Katrina, I think it was, a couple days ago. She said that she was going to try and write my name down and, and, and have it. She's like, oh, yeah, we've been waiting for you. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I, I give her the money. She gives me my pass. And the guy's like, where are you trying to go? I was like, oh, we got a backstretch by. He's like, oh, you're the one we've been fucking waiting for all day. I was like, oh, Jesus. So Cuzzo buzzes us down to like the pit gate and we, we get our pit passes 
And he is literally nuking through the pits in this golf cart, like telling people to get the fuck out of the way, move their shit. I'm playing like I'm like driving a Mazda commercial, like zoom, zoom, zoom in between fucking modifieds with this billboard of a camper. <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't be operating this at all. <laughs> and and we finally get down to the backstretch. And for the weekend, we actually had a pretty tit little spot. Uh, we had an incredible view from the rooftop. Um, tested the strength of the rooftop. Uh, I think that the high account was 18 people were on top of the roof of that camper at one point in time. Um, and we it was an incredible view. I mean, you, you could sit in the inside there, look out the window, see the whole racetrack. We had the uh, the speakers hooked up to the, uh, the found the radio station where you could hear the announcing. You know, sat there with a fucking beer in the recliner, watched the race. It was fucking incredible. And everybody's freaking out like, yeah, you think you could have this many people on here? I was like, it's got fucking three feet of snow on it during the wintertime. How's this any different? And uh, nobody died. Yeah. The ladder's a little sketch. The la- Yeah, the top of it has come undone from the, the actual roof top, but it's, like, t- stuck to, like, the tar part, I yeah. guess. So it flexes a bit. But <laughs> <laughs> Never at one point this weekend from about Thursday at 9.30 to present, uh, should I have been on top of an RV? <laughs> I got up there for a little bit on Saturday. I Good was uh, did did the weevil wobbles a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> I would have most certainly fucking ended up in a neck brace with a <laughs> with a different Uber home uh, if I fucking went over there. One of those nice Ubers with a red cross on the side yeah. of it and red blinky there lights. There was actually there was so <laughs> many a minute. there was so many fucking people that I like when we went in on Friday, like there was a decent chunk of people, but we found a good spot. We always sit in the same exact spot at Thompson. We sit right by the spotters, a little bit to the right, more t- towards turn one, right up from where uh, Victory Lane used to be. And um, so we we got a good spot on Friday. Saturday, um, we were like look, Saturday, like the schedule of events was like ideal. Like it was the most perfect uh, racing you know, schedule. Started at two. Features were probably going to wrap up by nine. Yeah, it was it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. You had a pass race. You had an act race, which to our Connecticut friends, they don't give a shit about. We very much do. Um, and they had mod- SK mods. They had uh, SK. Well, they had SK Light uh, time trials, or they practiced, I guess, early in the day. Uh, but they had uh, they had a whole bunch of they had outlaw big, open modifieds. Yeah, they, they had, had MRS on Friday. We didn't touch on that, but there was thirty four of those. Uh, Ronnie Williams got the win there. Who the Wolf of Stafford? Uh, so th- didn't outlaw- commit any felonious crimes to win this race. No, no felonious <laughs> crimes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they had big block supers. They it was just the the slate was something that I was looking forward. It was to like a charcuterie from- board of race cars. It yeah, was. Yeah, every every little. <laughs> Every little <laughs> what a way to say that. Whatever you were feeling for a flavor of race cars, they had it. You want indie cars? You want bang bangers? They had them all. Yeah. <laughs> you can nibble on a that little bit of each. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. A charcuterie board of race cars. That's how the Thompson World that. Series is. I love Episode one eighty nine. Yeah. I had uh, <laughs> a I had coochie a, board of race cars. Our buddy, our buddy Brian, that didn't kill me when uh, I went to Atlanta from North Carolina. He, he was like, he's like, oh, hey, like I'm trying to get up to uh, a couple races next year. Uh, just curious, you know, what what races in the fall should I go to? I was like, recency bias, but definitely the Thompson World Series. Uh, it's the Thompson World Series of the Spring Sizzlers, really the uh, the two the two main ones. But um, that was just Saturday was perfect. Slate looked uh, phenomenal, and uh, I I was looking forward to uh, making the way in there. And it just one thing led to another all weekend, and uh, I didn't really wander through the pits all that much. I had a pit bracelet, probably didn't need one. I would get in there right before everything started, but there was going to be so many people. Um, 
that uh, you know pass an act, bring their own crowd really, and then you you got the uh, the crowd that's going to be there regardless because it's the Thompson World Series. And so we went up and brought like four or five blankets up, like duct taped them all in like a square so that we had places sit right above the beer garden, right above the pisser. It was a whole uh, it was a whole spiel. But I look over, I see Bobby. I could see Bobby from a mile away because he was wearing our bright blue high noon logo hoodie. And I could see him up on top of the camper. I was like, where the fuck is Bob? Because he uh, he's like, oh, like during the uh, the so tour I, I, qualifying, we'll get, go make some food. And uh, and I look across and like tour qualifying is about to roll. I'm like, well, uh, we still want to go back to the camper. And everyone's like, yeah, let's go make food. Let's go make food. I'm like, well, well I guess Bobby's not fucking coming. And halfway through the walk, Bob's <laughs> like, we want to make food. Like, yeah, but yeah, uh, it was a long walk. There. It was approximately six and a half miles uh, from Charlie's camper to Brad's. Yeah. We couldn't be at any further points away from each other on the property. Well, I was gonna say the one thing that sucks about that that spot is that it's prime location for like alternative seating being the most comfortable you ever possibly could be while watching a race, but you could not be farther away from everything else. Yeah. Um, so my, my dad sent me down there and he's like, listen, man, if you're going to go down there and at least go hang out on the super modified pitch, try to learn some shit. You know, he's like, maybe, you know, maybe we got to get up to speed here with what we're doing with our big block program. We had every intention to race, um, but couldn't get the engine issue straightened out. Certainly not going to go to the most, uh, engine necessary racetrack without an engine that runs right. So went down, hung out in the super modified pits, um, chatted with anyone that, that wanted to chat about super modifieds and that's when i wandered over i was going to do a sneak attack on charlie's motorhome because it was just him and Lindsay sitting up there but um I, I was sniped by Lindsay before i could even do that but i wouldn't have got away with it anyway because as soon as you put one foot on the ladder the motorhome would just tilt 25 <laughs> degrees um so i watched some heat races from up there and then made the uh made the 6.9 mile walk to nice. brad's camper nice. to cook some glizzies and some bubba bergs um nice little nice little dinner we had there and uh, put a couple extra layers on. It was gonna get chilly. Yeah, yeah. That that sun dropped, and it was an instant like thirty degree swing. Yep. <clears throat> it actually like all day. It was weird because uh, all weekend it was supposed to be seventy two degrees on uh, on Friday, which was phenomenal. Uh, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Which uh, it's about three degrees <clears throat> too much. Ryan Ryan Blanchard, nice. Uh, Ryan Blanchard and nice. Georgie and I went. Uh, George Brissett went Georgie. golfing. On, uh, on Friday, pump. and it was absolutely perfect weather. But uh, I all I run hot naturally, and it's been really cold here. And so I, it, I it's fall golf. I'm like it's pant weather, you know. So I I throw on the pants. I throw on like a quarter zip. I uh, it was all decked out, ready to go. Felt like I looked good. Got out there, weren't even on hole one yet. And I'm like quarter zip is off. I wish I brought shorts. Um, didn't <laughs> even bring shorts for the, for the whole weekend. Didn't think I was going to need them. And uh, so Friday was really nice, and then, but it was supposed to be 50 degrees Saturday and Sunday. And Saturday I get up and everyone's like, oh, it's so cold, it's so cold, it's so cold. I'm fucking out there in a t-shirt and jeans just chilling. Like, I'm like, this is fantastic. Um, but it did, the, the, the temperature drop was pretty egregious. To, to be fair, last year was pretty fucking cold. Granted, I, I went to truck last year instead of to bed, and I basically slept outside, but I think it was still pretty fucking cold even at night. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, though. It wasn't too, too bad. And uh, when you have that many people in one small little square, it uh, tends to be a little warmer. So um, We also did an exceptional job at putting on our liquor jackets. We did. Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Barely even know her. A <laughs> lot of Bud Lights or Mickey Ultras. Wed. Got, Wed. Uh, got deleted. Wed. Yeah. excessive rapid rate <laughs> yeah i showed up with a like a 30 rack of bud light a handful of oh actually a, a couple handfuls of high noons and uh a bottle of rum and uh it it got, got to the rum. point i had a well no i had a bottle of rum i i every time i go to my uncle's house like yeah he uh, he has a huge liquor cabinet. Spoiler <laughs> alert: He still has the bottle of rum. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, yeah, but it's not it's not over there. It's still at the camper. I figured we'll uh, we'll we'll drink it some other time. But um, 
yeah, I, I was uh, I was like, oh, you know, I'll mix this with something, make it a little easier. If I run out of beer, I run out of high noons, I run out of Sam Adams, run out of whatever, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go and uh, make a mixed drink. And uh, yeah, yeah, spoiler, the rum didn't really get drank uh, until Saturday night. Saturday night, two foot of the gas, I ended up walking around the campfire with a with a bottle uh, by the end of the night. So, uh, but the uh, Saturday night was awful aggressive. The the races themselves were pretty good though. Uh, Tommy yeah. Carey picked up the win in the act race. That yeah. was awesome to see him and Gluchaki put on a fuck of a show. Yeah, pretty much had control the whole race. It looked like um, we did a snake draft, and uh, I had first overall pick. Thought I was like Derek Glachaki. Well, the problem is when you have eleven people in a race pool and there's twenty five cars. It means well, twenty two of them are going to get used up. And in a snake draft, <laughs> being the number one overall pick also meant I had the twenty second overall pick. And uh, my options left to pick were Cam Huntress, Connor Sousa, and Claude Leclerc. Now, no disrespect to Cam Huntress and Connor Sousa, good kids, young guys. This is probably their first time at Thompson, if not their second. Claude Leclerc, he was good in, like, the 80s. We'll pick him. Uh, not that it really mattered. I should I probably should have gone with Connor Sousa. He finished, like, three spots better than Claude Leclerc, but uh, I didn't win the race pool. You should go with Scruffy Lenardi. Just Scruffy know. was a um, hell of a name. Love the game. Hot Dog 77 MA. Slowest car in the race. Track. <laughs> the, the glizzy gobbler himself. I don't even remember who my. I tried to point that on you at the track, and you called me on my bullshit immediately. <laughs> I don't even know. I did not say that. You did. I don't remember Fine. who my second pick was, but I know for a fact that uh, actually, I think my first pick was Tanner Woodard because he won his heat race. He was real quick, and uh, so Tanner, a uh, good friend of the program, former guests, uh, great family, all came out of the fire on Saturday. Love to see that, and. Uh, uh, goes out wins his heat race. Well, this is his first time in a late model at Thompson. I'm like, ah, this is kind of a, you know, this is sneaky. You know, it's a, a tough pick. You know, this could go one of two ways because you know everyone's the the talent discrepancy. Like Bob was saying, when he gets a 22nd pick, ooh, Christ, um, not many options. So uh, I knew it was probably going to run you know green flag quite a while, and you never know what's going to happen at Thompson. So I'm um, I'm watching the race. You know, everything's panning out, and uh, Tanner's running sixth. My other guy was third, I think, at the time. I don't even remember who finished third in the act race, but uh, some so I had I had nine points, and Mitchie Bags had Tom Carey and uh, someone else, and he he had nine points as well. Uh, <clears throat> no, Tanner I think was fifth. Tanner was fifth, and the other guy was third, something like that. Whatever. And uh, Tanner goes down into one uh, on the last lap with a, a car to the inside of him, and they ran up on a lap car, and uh, Tanner got moved up the track a little bit. Nothing egregious, but uh, the lap car kind of played a factor into it. Tanner fell back one spot, ended up tying Mitchie back, so to split the pot. It was tough. Tough break. Friday, Friday gambling-wise, just bad beat after bad beat after bad beat. I mean, we were doing it. There was only like four or five of us, so we're like, oh, well, you know, we'll just someone someone pick first, and, you know, whoever finishes last – well, uh, you get the first pick of the next race pool. So my dumbass is I'm picking like the I'm picking second. So I'm you know first pick is off the board. That's pretty much who I wanted. I remember who it was at the time. But so now I'm picking second, and I pick someone that I think is capable of winning. Well, then they finish second. So I'm like, oh great, now I pick second to last with no money won uh, in the next race pool. So that happened over and over and over again. I finished second literally six heat races in a row. Uh, and then I finally, I, I try, I finally tried to. Alexander Tardif was on the yes, third place. Yes, Alexander card. Tardif. Yeah, he was my other guy from Quebec. <clears throat> I uh, so I try to throw one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the last heat races that I was doing. I don't remember who who I picked, but um, something was going amiss on uh, the uh, uh, Matt Swanson machine, and he fell right back and ended up running like like last, I think, in in his heat race. And so the guy I had which I don't remember who it was, was 
who's now second to last, pretty far back from third to last. And Swanson, who was breaking or wasn't running right, was way in the back. So now I didn't even get the first pick in the next uh, race pool and just lost all of my money, which was uh, fantastic. But <clears throat> ended up winning the uh, the tour one. Uh, spoiler alert with uh, the fifty eight and the seven. So speaking uh, of Matt Swanson, picked up his uh, first career super modified win in the New England Super Modified Series, driving Howie Lane's ninety seven. He was that, that what his second start? Second start selling t shirts on the high side past Ben Sites on the top. Ben Sites driving the legendary Vic Miller number eleven. Um, me not really, uh, or me knowing a lot about super modified races. When I saw the eleven up front, I'm like, that car ain't gonna lose and. Uh, Matt was driving his balls off, passed him up top, and pulled away late um, to score the win over him and Russ Wood, or Ben Seitz and Russ Wood, rather. There was only six of them, um, but <clears throat> this, to me, that was still the most badass car racing there all weekend. And happy for our pal Matt to win the race. Yeah, that was badass, Matt. Uh, I also backed it up in the regular Monteford, too. Yeah, he had a good uh, run in the in the Outlaw uh, 10 grand to win show. A um, lot, uh, lot of friends of the program running up front of that one. I think all top three were. Yep. Who was third? Was Swanson Swanee, third? Swanee okay. was third. So Woody okay, was yeah. second. Woody, Woody, Woody yeah. was second. Priest was first. Woody, Woody looked like he had it um, pretty well wrapped up. Was driving away late. Late caution. Pit stop strategy. Priest uh, just pulled everybody's pants down. Well, I, I think bef- the second to last restart, Woody nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely crushed it. He had like a 10 length advantage over second. Yellow comes out again. Now Priest is second. Second. And that's where Priest just The said, difference right, was made. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, Garrett Hall won the the pass race by quite a hefty yep, margin. Pretty well dominated that green to checkered. Um, not the best race the Pro All Star Series have ever put on, but nonetheless, G- going back on the the outlaw race where where Priest won on the last restart, there it goes back on something you said a while ago. Where I, I actually I'd be I said it about William Byron running pass at Hickory. Correct. I would be curious to talk to Priest about it himself, but the the. Obviously, this is someone who's come up through the ranks. He's obviously very notorious for for doing very well in modified racing. Uh, he's dabbled in the pro stocks at this point, or Subaru models, whatever you want to call it. And he's obviously gone all the way up to Cup and professional race car driver. What is it that you can bring from Cup back down with you when you go back to you know modifieds or whatever? And he fucking crushed that restart out of the ballpark. And I think that that has to be one of the key takeaways from these drivers that get to the top level and then get to go back down. Yeah, he definitely, like you said, nailed that last restart. Um, and it paid ten grand. What did he say? Checkbook did say yes this time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he, uh, he responded to our, our Instagram story and said Checkbook said yes. So uh, he's been uh, <clears throat> he's been pretty good now in that 40 car. Obviously, it's uh, his own program there. And uh, he had, uh, f- didn't start out well at the uh, beginning of the year, but that's the second race in a row that he's won at Thompson. So... Uh, I'm sure we'll see him out in uh, a couple more races this year. Maybe, maybe I'm making that up, but uh, looking forward to that. Obviously, uh, good to see. And uh, he brings uh, he brings a crowd. A lot of uh, I think there was a kid that was sitting next to me. Uh, the it's a pretty fire hoodies <clears throat> that I saw. Yeah, yeah. Timmy Weber got one, then lost it almost immediately. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I didn't know he lost it. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was so fucking proud of that thing. <laughs> yeah, Timmy was pumped, and the uh, thing was signed and everything, and he was all decked out, and uh, just put it down, and kind of came back over Sunday. He's like, "See my hoodie? No, <laughs> fuck." <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, there was some kid sitting next to me. I walked over and talked to Ryan after the race, and. So I'm signing a hat, or so I'm sign, signing a Sunoco hat, and the the kid that was uh, uh, sitting next to me on Sunday was uh, having a field day, uh, being a Ryan Priest fan, uh, decked out in the hoodie, decked out in the hat that was signed and everything, and the whole, whole family had Ryan Priest gear on, so 
it's a it's a good it's a good uh it's good to have Ryan Priest back in the modified competition uh week in and week out almost it seems like so um yeah other than that on Saturday uh well, what we else can't we, we can't move on from Saturday without uh talking about the SK modified race our pal Junior picked up his ah, first yeah. of, his first of what would be two SK modified wins on the weekend he uh Junior picked up the dub going away um at the end on Saturday good for those guys uh, happy for Junior. I think did, I assume the the SKs had their own. It was a triple crown. Yeah. Was that separate from the rest of Thompson's deal? I think so. I but they was. never really like announced who I'm won the triple crown. I'm pretty sure Junior crown. won the triple. I mean, well, he had he to. Would, they won two of the races. Well, I assume, be, it would well, be either you would think it'd be either him or it'd be Corey. I would think. Right, Corey yeah. had three thirds. Junior had two wins. I don't know. I don't remember where Junior ran on Friday. Yeah. Saturday wasn't... night, uh, Copsick, JP, uh, Troy Tomlin all got tore up in a pretty big wreck on the front stretch. So that eliminated. Pretty much any chance of Kopchick winning the the uh, triple crown deal. Well, he did win the in the Thompson SK Championship for the year. But yeah, poor poor JP uh, took a took a tough one there. He's yeah. missing a roof currently. Yeah, yeah, two two BFP pal modifieds ended up losing their roofs over the weekend. One turned yeah. into an airplane, didn't it? Or is that somebody that we didn't know? No, that was someone we didn't know. Oh. I think he got airborne and then got airborne. To oh, JP? No, um, Georgie oh, on George. Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Jaji. He turned into an airplane and then turned into a convertible airplane. Um, yeah. So was that was that everything from Saturday? I think we, we covered Saturday, at least the racing portion. Yeah, because um, we cannot we cannot skip <laughs> over the uh, the party. Yeah, we cannot. So the Saturday at Thompson is always uh, quite quite a uh, an event. Friday was pretty good, and uh, you, you just know you just know going into it that Saturday is going to be even better. So um, we get back and. It's pretty tame at the time, and obviously, usually people leave the race track, go and to it the was, clubhouse. It was early. Camper. It was like 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So they, people go to the clubhouse. People go to their own camper. They get all ready. They bring beers over, whatever. And uh, so we get back, and there's not a ton going on, but we got the fire, you know, starting to rip. And, um, you know, we're, we're just hanging around, and we uh, we see our pal Woody. Woody comes over. We told him that he'd be on the show, so uh, we'll have a little snippet of uh, audio from him. It wasn't too, too, too long. Only recorded for like 20 minutes, but... We're going to have um, to edit some of it out. Yeah, yeah, I got to get I gotta get working on that at some point, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, Woody comes over. We go into the camper, and uh, literally 23 minutes total was recorded. What we can publish is probably about 17 or 18, but uh, we uh, <clears throat> we get into the camper. We, we click record. Uh, walked in. There was probably twenty people out at the fire. We walked back out. There's four thousand people outside at the fire. Um, the fire was six feet high. <laughs> yeah, there was. The, it was absolutely wild. Like, who wh- was it that backed over the truckload of firewood? Like, somebody delivered us firewood. No, that was Marcus. That was Marcus. That was Marcus okay. and Marcello. They went down the. I road. didn't know. All I could just see was a truck backing up full of firewood. Yeah. So we we, we walked over and there was a, the fire was dying down and that was pre- that was pretty late in the night. But yeah, uh, we were. Uh, we we had beer punks set up. I right as we got there, I set up beer punks. I knew that everyone was going to want to play. It was a pretty big hit on Friday. Uh, Stagger was going to set up his cornhole boards, but it got it got populated over there. there. So many people, we had Very, no room for cornhole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. So just had the fire ripping and uh, had a, had a good group of people. It was it was a lot of uh, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people that we didn't know also that uh, that walked over, a lot of people that we met this year that haven't necessarily been at uh, one of the parties there before, but just uh, yeah had a. Uh, so, had a good little time, but uh, at one point I'm standing there next to the um, next to where beer pong is set up, and I, I walk over to Nicole Christopher and I'm like, "Hey, like, well, you know, what's going on?" Because Blaze and I wanted to play beer pong. I hadn't played a game of beer pong all all weekend. I brought the cups, brought you know, brought the water, brought the table, brought the, got balls, bought more balls the next day, and um, you know, I'm like, "What's what's going on?" And she's like, "Oh, like I, I got the next game, and uh, I got the next game, and uh, she." Uh, I was like, "All right, so when." Uh, 
Charlie's delivering us beers. Yeah, we uh, both we both said no. No, I said yes. Oh, <laughs> well, I said no, and um, I had to pee. Uh, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> what paid? <laughs> I'm mean, like during a show. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, whatever. I, I tell a her I'm like, an old right. school feel here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, it's a good one. Right after Thompson, people people tend to tune into these ones uh, a little bit more than that, no more than usual because they're part of the party. But uh, so I tell Nicole, I'm like, all right, well, Blaze and I want the next game after you guys. We'll play the winners of your game. So we're like, all right, perfect. Uh, I knew that when I looked over at the table and I saw Nicole at the table playing, that I had to go start paying attention because after that game, uh, I would be up on the table. So I'm standing over like a little bit, a little bit to the right of the table, and I just hear like a big crash, and everyone's like, "Oh, what the fuck? What, 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 what are you, what are you doing? What the fuck?" And uh, Nicole comes over, and goes, uh, "Hey, someone just jumped through your beer pong table." I'm like, "Oh, fantastic! Look yeah, over that was things." That. Tim Sullivan. Yeah, things completely shattered, absolutely destroyed. <laughs> so, so listening to the the replay of this from Daniel, because again, Saturday night I was sick as fuck. Like I wanted to go party, but like I I would have been miserable the whole time. So. Daniel comes back to the the camper Daniel and Eugene. recaps this for us, and he was talking about you watching this happen, and it was more just like a why, yeah, <laughs> like, no, like not, exactly. not even the life left your butt. You're like, you're like, hey, that guy you were talking to with the orange hat, I think just destroyed our beer pong setup. And I'm like, hi, hi. but yeah, it was that. It was just funny listening to him describe it because he was like, yeah, Brad wasn't even mad. He was just more like. Why did that just happen? Yeah, no, very much <laughs> exactly how it went. Like, someone comes over and goes, hey, someone just jumped through your beer pong table. I was like, it's completely broken. And these kids, I, I don't know who these kids are. They're like high schoolers or something. They're like trying to fix it and shit, and it's it's not fixable. But I was never, like, <clears throat> mad. I was just, like, so confused. I'm yeah, like, three, who the 350 fuck does Super that? Modified Driver Ryan Battle was there, and he was so upset. He thought we were mad at him. I didn't, I had nothing, because I think he was playing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I had nothing to do with that. And I'm like, I don't even know what happened at this point. I was was dusted up at this point. (laughs) That table's had a hard life. That table, so we bought that table, um, about a $100 table off uh, Amazon or some fucking site. Didn't we get it at like Spencer's? No, no. We bought that table online. um, It got sent to us. We brought it, which is like... The, the the only thing, like I I was never really mad, but I was telling Steve like night one, like... My problem with going to these big events is that it costs a fuck ton of money to, you know, make it happen, I guess, basically. Like, I bought a whole bunch of shit, like, a whole bunch of, like, Halloween masks and stuff, like, glow sticks, fucking just shit that, like, you know, obviously brought the beer pong table. I usually bring my cornhole boards, but, like... We had a huge banner, big BFP uh, banner. I bring all this shit, and, like, it costs a lot of money to, you know, get some of this stuff, and then... Eight times out of fucking seven, it always gets fucking destroyed. <laughs> and it's like, this is fantastic. Like, I brought, I, I got the camper, and I brought, like, lawn chairs, and I brought, you know, I got a table, and I got everything for uh, for Loudon, and, like, my table's fucking destroyed, the fire pit's gone, <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> to be fair, the fire pit lasted, what, a night at Yeah, Oxford? the fire pit, yeah, so, so that was Oxford, yeah, and... <laughs> I could I, probably donate a fire pit to the cause. I, I, I bought some junk wheels. I think I'm going to need you to make a railing for the top of the, the camper. I, I, mine. I, yeah, bumpers, at least, for fucking me. <laughs> I, I, Nerf bars. I bought, so, like, all my chairs and, like, I don't remember what else got fucking destroyed at, at Loudon. Oh, no, yeah, my my first fire pit got destroyed at Loudon. So, like, I, that was just, it's just always such a bummer. It's <laughs> the like, second one made, like, it's 11 like, hours why is, this, why is it a thing? So then, yeah. So, show well, right off. So... At fucking Oxford, I I buy a fire pit on like Wednesday night. Max cooks its mother. It's just fucking backs right over it in yeah. her car. I I buy it on Wednesday for Oxford, right? 
Like, get it. I'm, I'm out in the driveway Wednesday night at like 9.30, like screwing the whole fucking thing He's together. so proud of it. Yeah. So proud I'm like, this is a nice little setup. I haven't, you know, the one that I had before was like half put together. We put it together like five years ago. I'm like, ah, oh, this is good. We use it Friday night at Oxford. Saturday, someone's like, oh, yeah, someone just backed over your fire pit. I'm like, oh, that's fucking fantastic. Love it. That thing had a 24-hour lifespan. Not even. Yeah. Not no, even. And so, it was like a dragonfly. They and only before, live for like, 24 hours. So Oxford, I was telling Steve, like, before I, I was getting packed up and ready to go, I'm like, fuck, like, I don't even have a room for this shit. Like, I don't really want to bring my corn board. Steve, you bring in here? He's like, I don't ever leave the home without him. Perfect. All right. So my pro- I, I get these lights, LED lights off of Amazon to, or wherever, to screw into the side of the cornhole boards. Well, this is like kind of a process. You got to you gotta screw them around the whole entire outside of the cornhole boards and then do the whole inside. And you got like these little brackets. It takes like a little while. It's just kind of a pain in the ass. I bring it to fucking Oxford. We set it up at the, at the beer garden. Fucking night one cords ripped completely off of them <laughs> never to be used again i'm like oh, that's fantastic now at the very least i gotta go and unscrew all these fucking like screws throughout the entire outside and inside of the boards i'm like this is just fucking dumb at this point um but so yeah just all my shit gets destroyed <laughs> or, and or, so at this point like like daniel well, was we saying we are a bit reckless or, or or the beer pong table that not only got destroyed i think the first time it was ever used the first time got it was molested when it was in the basement once and yeah. then the guy i hired to paint the house basically painted half of the fucking beer pong table because it was just outside. The pong table was sitting like leaned up against the cement portion right of the it. house and the guy just painted over the whole fucking thing. Yeah, the, that but, guy was a fucking hack. They, he fucking painted half the windows and yeah. shit too. I'm like, yeah. So, oh, you're kidding? You mean yeah. the guy that painted over a table wasn't good <laughs> oh, at his job? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you, you overpaid me. I'll come back and I'll do the trim. I'm like, no, you won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stay the fuck yeah. away. Uh, no, so that was. it's funny you say that because Daniel was uh, sitting in the stands and he turns and he goes, ah, oh, it's a bummer about your table, huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you handled that like, like really well. Like you weren't, you weren't even mad. And Amanda go, turns around and goes, and she, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. What was that? Like, I'm really proud of you. Like, <laughs> like she would, she would have thought that I was gonna fucking snap. But like, I've gotten to the point where like I expect nothing but to be disappointed by the general population. So um, it was a bummer. I really just wanted to get a game in. Uh, didn't get a game all weekend. Uh, table got jumped through. But that's that's the whole thing. I was just more like, why the fuck did that happen? So I think nothing of it, though, right? And everyone's like, oh, let's, go, let's do a group picture in front of the banner, in front of the banner, which, keep in mind, is um, about the same height as... I don't know, someone that's five foot tall. So now the group picture that will inevitably come out from Dan Eugene Photography has a banner that's completely covered over. Uh, but it was a good spot for us to stand, I guess. And uh, so we're standing over there and everyone's like, Bobby, Bob, Bobby, hey, let's get, we need Bobby. We just need Bobby. Bobby, come on. There's like literally 30 of us like ready for a picture. So I go over to get Bobby and I'm like, hey, Bob, we're doing a group picture. We need you. And you're like, yeah, I'll be over there in a second. I'll be over there in a second. I was like, ah, and tell him uh, we need, he owes us a beer pong table. And yeah, I, pointed I, was talking, to, I was talking to Tim and Brian Sullivan yeah. after Tim had just destroyed our beer pong table. I was just so, just so confused. It was like to, there was not even a like Bill's football game going on. My table gets jumped through the middle of. But like we, uh, so whatever. Long story. Like or, that's basically the end of uh, the life of it. I, and I'm, in my mind, I'm just bummed out. And uh, it's just a bummer that that happened because it makes no sense why someone would do that. Well, then, all of a sudden, I'm standing in front of my camper. I turn around, and uh, I don't know if Matt Swanson was encouraging it or um, just 
just uh, trying to uh, talk him out of it. But I turn around, and uh, Rob Summers is on a bike, and the table is now formed into a ramp in front of the fire. And I'm like, uh, As huh. one does. I'm like, this this should be interesting. So then you have a, a cast of characters go over and talk to him while he's, like, lined up like fucking Evil Knievel or fucking Rod from Hot Rod. Fun, and, the uh, fun fact is uh, Evil Knievel's son is named Robbie. So whether I wasn't sure if we had Robbie Summers or Robbie Knievel there, but yeah. we, we lined up, like, a runway yeah. at least 50 feet long of just Snapchat. Every kid, everybody's phone, Snapchat. Yeah, it was it was fucking hysterical. So this table, keep in mind, like folds in like four places. So they have it set up in a way that it will absolutely not work as a ramp. And <laughs> and if if the table's gonna die, I am just glad that it died with fucking Robbie Knievel. Yeah, like if if we're gonna lay the thing Robbie. officially officially to rest. Thank goodness that it was with a bicycle tire going right through the middle of it and uh, not just the fact that it got jumped through. So the last time I saw the table, uh, I also saw Rob Summers go flying over the fire. It was awesome. Uh, it Absolutely. was fantastic. Perfectly executed tuck and roll. He cleared the fire. The bike whistled off into the crowd, hit some spectators. <laughs> Hell of a cheer. He gets up, double fist pump, grabs his crotch. The place goes nuts. We're running around like, like fans at a soccer game. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. Best moment of the weekend. <laughs> oh, one thousand percent! Best moment of like any Connecticut racetrack happening since the uh, the big party that Cassie Rocco hosted. Just it was like unbelievable. It's like something that you'll talk about for like quite a while. And uh, Rob's already talked about it on Facebook, I guess. Yeah, he shared the video <laughs> himself, and then uh, he also shared a meme that said, "Kids these days don't build sketchy ramps and jump them with their bikes anymore." And he and he wrote, "But the old guys still do." <laughs> uh, absolutely perfect. It was it was just a moment. Robbie that can enjoyed. stay for sure. Yeah, thousand percent. And it was funny that. I saw the table the next morning, saw the aftermath, and uh, just as one would expect, killed. Uh, it, no, it not only was it killed, but the the first part of the ramp was good, and then right where the table um, bends, uh, had a tire mark right through the middle of it, uh, and it, it just caught, and it was so perfect. Like I'm standing over there, and Stagger Steve's trying to like talk, like not trying to talk me to talk him out of it or something like that, and he's just like he's like he shouldn't be doing this, he shouldn't be doing this, like he's gonna like so he's gonna get really hurt, like he's gonna get really hurt, absolutely perfectly executed, like could have should have been way worse. Oh, would have been yeah, it was like <laughs> absolutely no reason why he if he cleared the fire if he it's yeah it's a good thing he had some speed if he didn't have speed he'd have just went face first into the fire which yeah. would have been bad but yeah. he had enough speed where he went completely over it yeah. and went face first into the dirt it instead. was fucking hysterical uh at definitely the best moment of the weekend and uh, that just you know it's it's. I'm really bummed I missed it. It's people like him that, uh, like, there's, whether whether we're hosting them or not, like, we're obviously there, but people call them, you know, BFP, the BFP banger, the BFP parties. Like, people will just message me, like, people I don't really know, and they're like, where's the BFP banger? Where's the BFP banger? Jeff Champagne messaged us and said, I did a pass away at the BFP party last night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, like, there was a bunch, you know, a bunch of people that were asking, and, you know, we we advertise these as, like, a lot of fun. There's a lot of people, loud music, you know, big fire, you know, just things chaos you know uh controlled chaos typically and uh there was nothing controlled about it but that was chaos <laughs> and uh, i'm absolutely sure chaotic. i'm sure that it fed into uh the the fact that people think that that's how they operate at all times so uh shout just, out to the short track baker uh, ooh, for yes, multiple reasons yes. the carrot cake cupcakes and the banana bread phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so, but phenomenal on friday so night he texted me a screenshot of the map of the entire property and was like where are you on this map? So I put a yellow dot where Brad's camper was, and that worked out perfect because I think I just sent that out mass on Snapchat to yep. all the group chats and was like, yellow dot, 
yeah. is where we're at. Yeah, our pal Ethan Vassar from the Tanner Woodard crew, uh, the actually Tanner Woodard's whole crew, essentially, they're trying to find the party, and uh, they got there on uh, early Thursday night or maybe Friday morning, whatever, and they're like, where's the party going to be at? Where's the party going to be at? And then uh, Ethan just sent me a picture of where he was uh, on the property, and I just circled where we were going to be and uh, worked like a charm. Uh, he ended up finding us uh, that, that night, and... Um, you know, Tanner came over. It was just, there was, it was a blast. There was a whole group of people that, you know, you're used to seeing, like I said, and a whole group of people that uh, typically uh, haven't been at our parties in the past. And it's just, uh, it was a perfect mix, but uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, like you said, uh, Marcus and Marcello went and uh, restocked the fire um, and uh, about 4 a.m., maybe 3.30. Uh, actually, it was probably like 3.30. They were, were you know, dwindling it down and everyone, like there was no more fire left. And everyone's like, oh, we need more fire. We need more fire, blah, blah, whatever. So Marcus and I jump in the truck, my truck, go down to where he got it, got some more of it. And uh, I'm not thinking anything of it. Like it's, it's right down the road, straight shot right on the left. And uh, so, you know, we're getting, we're getting a bunch of, a uh, bunch of wood and I'm loading up the truck, loading up the truck, not thinking anything of it. We get, I get, I wake up Sunday morning. I left the guy 10 bucks. Cause Marcus like, I left him 20 last time. I'm like, oh, I'll just leave him 10. Like we don't need that much wood. We took a fuck ton of wood <laughs> and uh, like way more than $10 worth. Probably owe the guys some money. We'll get them back at the icebreaker. Um, but it was just like, I, I, I get back, I put the logs on the fire. There's, there's a whole, there's a cast of people that are still around and uh, you know, Dolly and recon and uh, BJ and all these people, Crowley's are still out probably. And uh, so half the people start going to bed. Marcus comes back. We put a log on the fire. He goes like almost immediately to bed. I'm like, well, what the fuck? So now I'm just out there having a fire by myself. Uh, yeah. Saddest Snapchat of the weekend. Brad yeah. story at 4:20 AM. One more song, one more song. <laughs> and it's just what two hours ago, what was almost a fucking crime scene with Robbie Summers with 4,000 people is down to just Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Me and a whole bunch of firewood, which ended up working out. Um, but that was, uh, that was Saturday. Had a, had a great little time. Uh, always do. It was, it was a perfect weekend. Uh, I think that going into the weekend, I always am like, yeah, you know, like what, you know, what's going to happen? Like, how's it going to go? And, uh, you know, I, I always want people to have fun. I was talking to Tom, uh, Tom the modified guy today. It's like, it's like, it cost me a whole, whole mess of money, but, uh, I really, the, the whole thought process behind, you know, these big events and stuff like that is I just want everyone to have fun. Kind of went and bought a camper just so that, you know, the pals had the place to sleep. And, uh, you know, usually, you know, Oxford 250 weekend, uh, a lot of the big events, we, uh, we end up being standing room only in there. So, um, just as long as everyone has fun, it's a, it's a win. And I think everyone did. So, uh, thanks to everyone that came out on Saturday night and, that leads us into Sunday, where uh, Sunday was a uh, was an early start. Uh, didn't didn't quite enjoy that one as much. Where uh, we uh, we woke up and uh, it was about eleven o'clock and felt absolutely foul. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> just uh, just brutal. Um, felt like I smoked a pack of uh, Newports. Didn't that I know of. There was and, a collective uh, rasp uh, between our voices <laughs> yeah. on Sunday morning. Fired up the grill, uh, made a whole mess of pancakes, made a whole mess of uh, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches, and. Uh, had a couple sandwiches, cleaned up a little bit. Uh, I had to hook up and uh, move the camper about three feet, which uh, turned into be a little bit of a process. But um, I just had to move it so that Stagger could leave because I was going to stay Sunday night. But we uh, made our way into the races and uh, sat in the exact same spot, basically. And uh, um, just everyone else uh, seemed like they were uh, they were off the throttle. Everyone else was kind of going home. So uh, people that we were with uh, wasn't really a was really a lot of drinking going on. But I had nothing to do, so I was going to keep doing it. And uh, just got up in the stands. Raiders, everything was really getting started, and uh, just had a day, I guess. wasn't wasn't too crazy. Uh, Sunday usually never really is, but um, we watched. I, I don't know. Everyone said that it was a super boring um, NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour race. Obviously, there's other stuff going on, but I I enjoyed it because I picked the 58 and the seven. But um, 
What what let's start it off the day uh, on Sunday. I believe we started off the day with modifieds, the SKs, SKs, and yep. uh, like I mentioned earlier, Junior doubled down, picked up the win once again, going away over uh, I believe Todd Owen and Corey DiMatteo. Kopchik I think was fourth. Yep. Yeah, Kopchik finished uh, fairly tame race. They had, they had wadded up a bunch of shit the night before, but um, Sunday they kind of kept it all together. Had lost a few cars from the field, but yeah, Stephen. Uh, Won the uh, overall track championship, I believe. So yeah. uh, congrats to those guys. The uh, the microphone shit out. So tough for uh, anybody to get to talk after the races. They didn't get any post race interviews. Uh, they had uh, street stonks limit. I think they call them limited sportsmen down there. There was a metric fuck ton of those. And there's this fella. I, I only remember his name because he's usually an absolute electric factory slash egregious weapon. Every time I go to the state of Connecticut, it doesn't matter if it's Waterford, <laughs> Stafford. Thompson, I feel like this guy is always right in the middle of it, and it's Ryan Waterman. And there was some cuzzy pal buddy dude in the street stonks, car number seven, dick stomping him, walking away. Nobody could even sniff this dude's ass. Has him covered. What do you know? Late race yellow. Gives Ryan Waterman a chance, and by a chance, I mean Ryan goes into one, tries to do the, the run him up and leave him there, except he just drove him right straight in the fence. And busted up his own shit, too. So it's like, you just you just wrecked a guy who didn't deserve it, and then you didn't even win. Scott Sundin went from like seventy fifth to uh, the win at the very end because he spun earlier in the race. the The limited race was a bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah, well, it, that's very to put it uh, lightly. That's very much how the pro truck race went as well too. The pro truck was a bit <clears throat> fucky. That um, was a uh, even from the back stretch. That was pretty fucking egregious. Yeah. The, um, uh, so it was Tyler Chapman in the 81. and Which, mind you, the spotter of the 81, Luckus, was on the roof of the camper on the backstretch. And we're watching this from the, the – I was on the like the, the captain's chair on the passenger side of the, like where you drive it from. And I'm watching this, and Sean Monahan was having – he had a very good truck. Very obviously. fast. Was the fastest in their uh, open group qualifying. Going to the front. Gets to the inside of Tyler Chapman, and not once, not twice, but three times on the inside of the 81, just drove him as hard as you possibly could into the front stretch wall. The The final time was fatal. Yeah. And the third time finally finished him off. I, I think it eventually blew the left front out of it the cut 81. cut the left front, but you could see the right side was all bent. The right front had like 25 degrees of camber. And, in it. and Sean Monaghan, again, drove to the front, to the inside of the 81, and does everything in his power to just make sure that he shaves as much concrete off the front stretch wall as possible with the 81's right side. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. Thompson is the fastest short track in New England. And between Chapman and another buddy, they both ran the last, like, six laps or four laps, whatever, with flat tires. <clears throat> You're asking to kill yourself. You're, like, pit, pull off. If that tire blows and you don't turn going into the corner, your truck is junk. Yeah. Nah. It was very interesting uh, to see. That's uh, something that's, that that's a strategy that I wouldn't I've, go I've with. Never, sixth is better than ninth, Bob. I've never nice. I've never really seen that uh <laughs> never really seen that happen before. Um but uh yeah, they they made it happen and uh got out on the front stretch and uh caused a little bit of a scene. The guy did an awful lot of yelling and arm flailing. Um Deservingly so. I would have been very upset if I was him, too. Did a very gnarly burnout. Don't really know what kind of point that proves, but... Uh, I thought I was going to throw it and rewind and fucking back over him ooh, in the victory lane. That would have been fucking hysterical. <laughs> Might as well at this point. <laughs> a lot of people around, though. That yeah. could have been very ugly. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, before the people all got down there. That's but, true. Um, 
Yeah. No, it was. Uh, so the, that was, the, that was trunks, the trunks were certainly entertaining. <laughs> that, was, that was a mess. But uh, before, I believe it was before the trunks went out, the uh, SK lights, which uh, as advertised was uh, the biggest mess of the weekend. Uh, they had about 30 cars. And um, by the time they finished lap one, they had about uh, 16 Six. cars. Yeah. So and they eliminated half the field before completing a lap. The initial start, uh, we we had all we had a we had a, quite a gaggle built up on the front stretch as we normally do, and, and we're all collectively, you know, how many laps before the SK lights do a pass away? And a thousand feet. We all thought maybe one, maybe turn three. None of us uh, picked uh, a thousand feet before the green flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and boy, they didn't even get to the start and finish line. And you had three or four cars airborne. Yeah. Uh, Ron Midford had like the most air and like destroyed his shit. George Brissett was destroyed. Um, I don't know everybody's name in the SK light. So forgive me. There was a, a 47 pal was destroyed. There was, they, they ran out of wreckers. Like cars yeah. just sat there wrecked while wreckers pulled cars off of each other and brought cars to the pits and came back out and I'm like, the well, fucking tow trucks you, are gonna run out of gas. When, when you need four when you need four wreckers for two cars, usually it's a pretty big wreck. So yeah. Yeah, George yeah. carried his roof back to the pit area. Yep. It was uh Yeah, it was a big one. Yeah. Uh so I, I think what ha- like four, either fourth or sixth just didn't go. Well, it, it, and it everybody on the outside just so stacked Meg, up and ran over uh, each other. Meg Fuller was fourth, and she did like a wiggle, but never seemed like she broke momentum. So I don't know if that caused it or if it was the car behind her. But the outside lane just stopped going, and it was we were wrecking in the trialville Dale. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was before the uh, before the race started. I, I don't remember what race was before the SK lights, but whatever came out on the racetrack, I think it was maybe it was the trucks. Uh, but so whatever, I was like, oh, you know, I'll watch the truck race, watch the finish. Uh, pretty electric television going on there at the finish. But um, now Daniel and I were going beer for beer, or uh, well, kind of beer for beer, I guess. But uh, he was buying a round, I'd buy a round, whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll go down and get another round of beers at the first red flag of the SK light race. Well, little did I know that that was going to be immediately upon them yeah, trying 30, to start. 30 seconds <laughs> after you made that yeah. statement. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I caught up and uh, went down there, grabbed some beers, and uh, came back and still watched them uh, undo the uh, wreck that had happened. Uh, pretty egregious wreck. And hate it for George. Um, you know, it's tough, especially uh, – for all those guys, you know, SK Lights only ran one day this weekend, and uh, they practiced yesterday or Saturday and uh, went out in the race and didn't even make it to the start-finish line. So uh, wrecked their shit for a uh, whole bunch of nothing. And, uh, the, so then uh, the following restart, uh, Meg was now second or third, got turned coming out of two uh, right in front of the whole field, and she got absolutely T-boned by Ethan DeRocher. Like, weird. smoked. And it, like, didn't hurt her car at all. Yeah, smoke. Destroyed like, Ethan's car, like knocked the radiator out, folded the front bumper in. His back bumper was folded in from the guy behind him that hit him. Like it took out like two or three more cars. And she like pitted, came back that, out, and there were like the, you couldn't even. There wasn't a bent wheel. The nerf. I mean, that, I that, the nerf bar was fucked up. But that's uh, that. It sucks for what? Ethan. He's he's uh he's one of our uh, favorite weapons. But uh, he what, he's, whether it's a he's, utility trailer or a modified, he loves just he has, fucking. Yeah, he's wadded up a lot of shit, but this one wasn't his fault. Yeah, <laughs> he had absolutely nothing to do with it, and uh, he really didn't have anything to do with the. Uh, he got smoked last year, I believe, at the World Series, and he just it was everyone stacked up, and he got spun out, and uh, he he always has a pretty fast car and. Uh, Fairly, uh, fairly underfunded program that uh, he he runs there, but yeah, it's absolutely smoked Meg. You would have never thought that Meg would have made it back out on the racetrack. She started last and uh, drove back to like drove, third. <laughs> yeah, uh, drove, carved carved up the field. So um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty eventful uh, eventful race there. Um, the the last thing that I had, which was uh, fairly egregious, I believe Stephen Chapman uh, 
washed Amanda West pretty uh, pretty egregiously up into the wall. Yeah, um, bounced her shit off the fence. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. We like the Chapmans. She, Chapman, had, a good, she had a good Amanda. run going. She started about 55th and was 5th before they even got a lap in because yeah. uh, everybody crashed except yeah. her. She made it through it all. But No, we, we like those guys. Uh, just hate to see it uh, play out like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a good... Uh, the, the Chapman deal wasn't 100% his fault. So I don't know who his cuzzy pal was. It was a green car. He got put to the back for spinning out Meg earlier, and then he spun out on the front stretch in the grass, and you could tell it was a, it was like, just go. Like, we're not throwing a yellow for you. So he pulls out and, like, blends in at speed, and, and it was almost like Chapman, like, drove it in deep to clear him. They were kind of squeezed for room anyway. It was, it was, it was a very bang-bang type of play. I don't think he went down in the corner and was just necessarily like, I'm just going to put Amanda in the fence here. Yeah, no, uh, definitely not intentional, but it was uh, tough to see, and like the, he ended up picking the, up the championship. The Cuzzy so. Pal in the green car probably should have just, just stayed in John Deere country. and <laughs> There was only like two to go, wasn't there? Yeah, I think so. It was pretty late in, pretty late in the race, but uh cost her a whole bunch of spots. But the uh, SK, SK Lights did some SK Light things, and uh, uh, Alex, Alexander Pearl picked up the win there. And did some NEMA Light racing. Um, yeah, those are, those are something. They haul ass. They go way too fast for what they are, but uh, relatively clean race. I think they went green to checkered. I think Avery Stower picked up the win over Danny Cugini. Um, and we got a couple of pals that drive those things that listen. But after, I think they followed up the SK light race, and I think every single person on the property breathed a big sigh of relief when they whistled off their 30-lapper without a yellow because the SK light race took like an hour. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Uh, about 30 minutes before they even got the green flag after trying to get the green flag. But, uh, yeah, the... Nima, Nima's, uh, I like watching them at Thompson. It's very, very sketchy, though. Uh, but glad that uh, they went green and checkered. Everyone was uh, A-OK. And, uh, if they wreck, they, they're going <clears> to <throat> hurt somebody so bad. Yeah. So yeah. bad. Yeah, Shane Hammond lost his life at Thompson, I believe, in 2009. Jumped a wheel, hit a billboard roll cage first. And um, just the thought of that, it's like, I don't know if I'd really want to go to Thompson in a midget. Yeah. yeah. There, it, it, there's just nothing to them. I mean, if you, if you hit, it's literally like – the right front and then you yeah. yeah and like there's nothing there's nothing in between even like a even like the isma or ness or whatever it's super modified it's like you have kind of a couple feet before it gets to you like nema it's the right front tire and then your leg like yeah. that's yeah. it yeah and um i don't know it's just uh like you said they're going very 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 fast for what they are yeah yeah but the uh so the uh tour i think was the last thing on the night i, I don't remember uh if there's anything else in between, but I believe the tour was the last thing that came out. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we did a little bit of a race pool. I took junior with the first overall pick and was like, ah, you know, it's going to be tough when it comes back around to me. We had five or six people and, uh, I was going to get the first pick and the last pick. And, uh, somehow Eric Goodell, uh, had, uh, fallen to me. He actually had a really good, uh, really good run. I believe Friday night. I mean, maybe he ran all three races. I don't know. He had a, he had a pretty good run. Uh, all well, those, somebody, all somebody those had made the point that, um, Goodale and junior, Mike Christopher junior finished first and second. In the NASCAR wheel and tour race, both of those guys were guys that ran all three nights. Yeah. And according to all accounts, Craig Lutz was going to be as fast as them, if not better. And he was also a guy that ran all three nights. So yeah. something to be said about racing all weekend long. Um, maybe it was beneficial to those guys. Maybe not. Maybe it was just a fluke. But well, I feel like it's uh, it's pretty fairly clear that it's beneficial. But uh, it was it was interesting to see because uh, they they almost went green to checkers. It was, it was a lot of people thought it was one, a pretty boring race. They had one they, yellow early. Tommy Catalano got spun, and actually Eric Goodale was in that. Yeah, like him yeah, and Eric Goodell McKen- was facing the wrong way at one yeah, point. Yeah, they were they were him and John McKennedy were both part of that. And, and Eric said in his post race interview, he's like, ah, I didn't really like the way the car was driving. 
Um, you know, well, we thought about Pitt and glad I didn't because he spanked everybody. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like he, uh, so I believe Dave Sapienza just drove through Tom, uh, Tommy Catalano, but uh, well, Ryan, someone, someone drove through Tommy. I don't remember who exactly it was, but I thought it looked like it was. Uh, it looked like it was a thirty-six. But um, the, uh, the so yeah, like like you said, Eric Goodale starts basically last on the field. There's only twenty-three cars or whatever, but um, just like in a blink of an eye, went from dead last to the fucking lead. Yeah, it was fucking unbelievable how uh, how fast he carved up the field. Uh, and you would have thought that, you know, sometime at the end of the race, his shit would have started to fall off, and it just didn't seem like that was the case. Uh, started last by lap 98, I believe he was in the lead. Uh, it was like something in the 90s, uh, lap 13 yellow, just carved up the field, everything, uh, all under green, no uh, no yellows to help him out or anything. But um, took the lead and just, I mean, fucking gapped Set the field. Uh, him, and, him and Junior. Junior was really the only one that, like, looked like if there was a yellow, probably would have at least had something. I mean, they well, if the there fifth. was a yellow, they were all going to pick well, for tires. Ju- junior and, was well, coming for a fifth, second. So everyone was going to be, right. everyone was going to be fucked right. um, regardless. And, and they, so he had, he had such a, like, big lead on Junior. He had, like, about a half a track on Junior who had even more of. He had a straightaway. No, Sella turned it on big time yeah. at the end. He drove all the way up to third. Uh, McKennedy made a charge and then faded. Um, Ronnie Williams started on the pole and just never went, just consistently went backwards. Ronnie Silk never he, – he ran in the top five for a while, <laughs> but I think he ended up getting lapped. Uh, you, you said Ronnie Silk. and uh, So at one point in time on the backstretch, I, I guess earlier Saturday morning, Buddy was with us all weekend, right? That's the dog, right? And Lindsay went to open up the door, and Buddy said, well, I'm going out. He wasn't invited to come out, but he's like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm coming out. Mind you, this dog is 11 years old, has never run away, has never fucked off, has never really made you chase after him, has never done anything like that. First time he's ever done that in 11 years of life was at the backstretch of Thompson Speedway in tough, Series. Tough place to make his debut. He fucking <laughs> bolts it out the side of that thing, and I'm like, I'm on the roof now, and Lindsay's like, what the fuck? I'm looking over. Buddy's now doing fucking buzzing. Buzzing through the pits. I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So now I, I come down off the roof and he's buzzing down like towards the tree that's in the backstretch there off of like turn two or whatever. And he's not listening to Lindsay at all whatsoever. I'm like, where in the fuck is this coming from? He never does this ever. I'm like, buddy, get your fucking ass over here right now. He looks at me. He's like, fuck you. And he runs away from me. The person who stops him, Ron Silk. <laughs> Ron Silks he's a, gets, has a big Ron Silk fan. Ron Silk gets down on his, I guess Buddy wanted an autograph. And fucking Ron Silk gets down on his knees, and Buddy's like, "Oh, hey, I like you." Fucking jumps in his arms. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? I like, so I go over to Ronnie Silk. First time I actually like like acknowledge each other's existence. I'm like, hey, can I have my dog back? <laughs> and sorry, then, sorry, you had to uh, wrangle my dog. Yeah, threw Buddy back in the camera. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? He never does that. May, never. May or may not be a listener now. Uh, we, we mentioned a couple a uh, couple shows ago that Ron Silk has definitely never heard of us. And uh, Woody Woody messaged me at middle of the week that week and said, uh, got Ron listening to the podcast. So hell yeah, uh, may or may not listen, but uh, just thanks uh, for rescuing my dog. Yeah, <laughs> I raced I against him that. once in a pro stock at Waterford, and I got loose and door slammed the shit out of him coming out of turn two. Perfect, you, you asshole, Bob. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, whoops, sorry, pal. I think he uh, didn't he win the uh, that NASCAR mod race at Beechridge. He sure the did. Last one up, up on the outside, yeah. head Mas- down, digging like dead. Pat Mast hurt. Yeah, Pat Mast. 
past Matt Hirschman. There you go. I should have another beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Take you're, you're really crushing it. Uh, no, so it was a yeah. it was a pretty enter- entertaining race. Uh, it was almost just to the point where everyone wanted a yellow, obviously. I uh, wanted to make it interesting, but it was almost like, I want to see how, how how many cars Eric Cadeau can pass. Um, Which they see. had said, they kept saying after, in victory lane, oh, it was a fuel mileage race, and I'm like, no, it wasn't. Like, he, he had a huge lead, and then I, I rewatched the ending, and he slowed the pace down drastically in the last few laps i don't well i didn't drink a single thing all day sunday because i felt so poor and i'm like how did i not see it live that he had slowed the pace oh you you could even like again we were on top of the camper on the back you could hear it too i mean uh, most of the time those things are going and then like towards the end and then you know junior was that's got to be such a tough spot where you're running second you know you can probably get to the lead, but you're fucking with your fuel mileage. It's like, do I push it to try and get to the lead? Do I save it to keep se- – like, that's got to be one of the hardest spots to be in. But um, I guess they were saying on the broadcast, too, like, you know, Junior was saving, like, a bunch of people were saving. But um, not to leave out, too, Ryan Priest was actually digging for the lead at one point, too, in the three-car. Yeah, old, old Blue is fast, and he, and uh, he kind of right front down. And in all honesty, and I wouldn't have blamed him. I figured he was going to spin the thing out and bring out a yellow. And he didn't. He, he pitted yeah. under green. Well, he he also, lost four laps, and he also into that. He pitted, but I, you know, you typically assume there's going to be at least a caution or two. Maybe get a lucky dog, two, three, whatever. And then Eric Goodell just put the fucking afterburners on and lapped the entire field. Yeah, him and Junior were absolutely in a class of their own. It was a, it was just pretty fun to watch, especially having both those guys in a race pool, and we like both those guys as well. So, um, just that's uh, just a good old fashioned dick stomping uh, message. They said that in the, the uh, official the story. BAP dick stomp of the week. I haven't that, had one oh of those in a while. Yeah, we'll we'll bring it back for Junior. <laughs> by by uh, for Eric Goodell. I mean. By by the uh, yeah, a good beer indeed. Absolutely fucking BFP dick stomp of the week uh, brought to you by nobody was uh, Eric Goodale. So congrats to those guys. Uh, the, the seven NY uh, Tommy Baldwin picked up the uh, owner's championship, which was good. Uh, someone, someone had said that uh, it was going to be a pretty wild party on Sunday night. If uh, the seven was able to pick up the uh, the owner's championship, I believe they only needed to, they needed to finish, you know, in the top five regardless, but maybe capitalize on some other's misfortunes. And uh, obviously they, they did that where uh, he finished second uh, finished ahead of uh, everyone else that's probably chasing that, really. Uh, I assume Ken- Goodell's. Kennedy and Silks. Was also, surprisingly, like, mm. Justin Bonsignor just yeah, well, kind of was nowhere to be found. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't, wasn't Two laps down, at least. Yeah. Just yeah. not very yeah. unjust. Well, Doug, Justin Bonsignor. Doug Kobe ran ran up in the top five for a while and then fell back. Yeah, Doug led a lot of laps. He was my pick in the in the pool, and things were looking good. At one point, Doug was leading, and I, uh, I went with John McKennedy, and McKennedy got to fourth, and I'm like, fucking A. Like Brad, I knew Brad was second and third. I'm first and fourth. I'm like, well, fucking hey, this is gonna shake out just fine. And then they went 60 more laps without a yellow, and both my guys got lapped. So yeah, it was it was very interesting <laughs> how the how drastic uh, of a flip switch it was for a lot of those guys. But so uh, after the races get over, um, obviously they pick up the championship. I'm like, all right, cool. Like we're gonna have a little bit of a party. Well, we had uh, we had gathered a whole bunch of beers. I got to the point. Oh fuck, I didn't even drink it. Well, uh, we gathered a whole bunch of beers, and I, I had stuffed a couple, which you're definitely not supposed to do, uh, a couple of Michelobes in uh, in my backpack because I didn't really have much going on at the camper. I'm like, you know, I gotta kind of gotta get what I can, and you know, spent spent seven dollars on this thing. I don't really need it. The race didn't last that long, so uh, ended up going back to the camper. It was uh, our good buddy Blaze Blaze's birthday, so I knew that they were gonna do a little bit of a shindig. I didn't realize how many people were staying. Uh, the Crowleys and everyone were staying, so we were having beers over at the camper and. Uh, um, just, you know, kind of loosely cleaning everything up, but getting ready for, uh, for the night. Knew it was going to, it wasn't going to be a crazy one, but I knew that we were going to go have some beers and, uh, 
I saw, uh, well, basically, we went over to Blaze, Blaze's, had a, he got a little bit of birthday cake, we uh, had a little bit of a party for him, we were only over there for like 15, 20 minutes, but uh, just, I was, I was kind of hungry, I'm like, oh, let's go to the clubhouse, like, let's go, let's go figure that out, so we go back to the camper, so Amanda can get her ID, and, um, you know, when I go over there, Marcus is over there, and uh, he looked like he was heading out, but he was like, no, I'm gonna go over to the clubhouse, I was like, oh, perfect, so we headed over there to the clubhouse with those guys, and walked in, and uh, pretty much, as far as the eye can see, was all Tommy Baldwin, uh, you know, t-shirts with a championship, uh, absolutely fire hats. Uh, obviously Mike jr. Was in there. Doug Kobe was in there. Uh, Mike's Mike's whole family, Amanda was in there. Well, I guess Nicole wasn't, but, um, just the, the whole crew, uh, was, was pretty badass, but it was, it was hilarious. Probably uh, one of the funnier things I've seen this weekend was, uh, I walk in and obviously there's a lot of people that I didn't recognize a lot of people that I do. And, and, uh, one people, one person that I, I recognized not being, uh, at, at any of the tables was, uh, was Luke, our good buddy, Luke, uh, Bobby and I are good friends with him now, but I walk in and Luke's nowhere to be found. And so I, uh, I sit down and it's, uh, it's Marcus, his lady, uh, Amanda or Marcus, is whatever. And, uh, uh, Amanda, uh, West, Amanda Fuller, obviously junior. And, uh, we're all kind of just sitting together. Uh, Tom the Modified guy, and you know I'm like, where is where is Luke? You know, and I I asked I asked Junior, I'm like, hey, like where uh where's Luke at? And he goes, <laughs> so you're gonna love this. He's like, he was an uh, he was an hour late getting back to the camper last night. So Tommy Tommy left him in the garage area, sitting in a race car, so that no one would fucking steal it. And he's like, he's waiting for a trailer. So <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, we're sitting there like an hour later, and Luke comes walking in just like by himself basically just walks in and we all give him like a big standing ovation he's just shaking his head and uh tommy absolutely loved the fact that he gave him a standing oh he comes over and i'm like where you been pal like knowing full well where he was he's like fucking tommy left me in a race car for the last 45 minutes mike goes how cold are you he's like i'm frozen <laughs> so uh, i was waiting on a trailer it was pretty funny but uh yeah it was it was uh, a <clears throat> the club i was absolutely packed and uh our good pal danny eugene messaged me and he's like bradley i'm like pal i was like vibes are absolutely immaculate at the clubhouse right now you got to come on down and uh i see he got his martini he did yeah dan <laughs> dan's a big uh, big vibes guy uh, and the vibes were very very good he walked in immediately and just lit up like a christmas tree just uh absolutely loving every minute of it ran over grabbed a martini got another martini he was double fisting martinis at one point um, <clears throat> him and i had a discussion on sunday because yeah. he, he could see how foul i was feeling and he's like, did you drink hard stuff? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody was walking around with a bottle of tequila, Oof. Uh, something else. And he's like, yeah, you know, you know, I have, I, I've stopped drinking hard stuff. You know, I found that just sticking to beer usually works out better for me. He's like, normally I start my Thompson Sunday off with a martini at the clubhouse and I haven't had one yet. So I want to celebrate not having a martini by going to the clubhouse and having a martini. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did that. He had a couple of martinis. <laughs> got uh, got pretty tuned up and uh, switched over to water uh, by the end of the by <laughs> the end of the quick. night in there. But uh, no, it was just it was great. It was uh, just the people that were in there. It was a lot of uh, a lot of familiar faces. Uh, Justin Williams, Matt Swanson, basically the whole Swanson clan. Um, and uh, like I said, all the Tommy Baldwin guys were in there. Uh, Crowley's ended up being uh, Troy Talman and bunch of other people a bunch of riverhead kids showed up and it's kind of the point where we, i've said on the show before bobby and i were talking about it this weekend but you know when you walk up to someone and i'm just like hey i'm brad and they're like hey i'm fucking tony or whatever the fuck their name is uh it gets to the point where you know it, you almost have to just be like oh i'm brad from bfp because like when i say i'm brad that means nothing and they don't know who i am and whatever but when i like because like tom the modified guy was like i need to, i need to introduce you to all of my friends so it's just weird like 
I don't know any of these kids. We haven't been with them all night. He just wanted me to go talk to them. It's just weird if I walk up, I'm like, hey, I'm Brad, hey, I'm Brad, hey, I'm Brad, hey, I'm Brad. And one of the kids is like, oh, like, what do you, like, what do you race? I was just like, oh, no, I, I just do the Black Flag podcast. He's like, you do the Black Flag podcast? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, I need some stickers. If you guys want to put some stickers on my car or whatever. I'm like, yeah, 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 like, for sure. I'll, At I'll one point stickers. Friday night, dude buddy comes over. Little dog. A lot of puppers. Plenty of puppers around this weekend. Love us some good dogs. Well, this little pupper didn't like me for whatever reason. Pissed all over my shoes. And uh, I'm like, that's fine. The kid was super apologetic. He's like, I'm wicked sorry. I'm wicked sorry. I'm like, it's all good, dude, man. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't, whatever. I don't really care. I probably dumped more beer on my shoes than this dog just pissed on me anyway. And somebody else is like, oh, you got to bring this up on the pod. And the kid's like eyes like lit up. And he looked at me. And he looked at the big giant Black Flag podcast banner right next to where we were standing. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby, right? And like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, appreciate yeah. your dog pissing on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was just, I mean, the whole weekend as a whole, that, that obviously wrapped it up, but we were, uh, we were all at the clubhouse and having some beers and I, uh, uh, Jason Woodard, uh, Tanner's dad was up there with a couple of the crew guys and we were, uh, I was telling him like, ah, oh, I got some firewood we got to burn. I got some firewood. I went over to Tommy. I'm like, you guys got a fire pit? He's like, yeah, we're all out of wood. I'm like, oh, I got plenty of wood. So I go and I load the, the truck up with the wood that I got and, uh, they're talking to the Woodard's trying to get them to come down and bring some more wood, but we went over to the camper and that's when I made the deal with, uh, with Luke, and uh, now I, I have acquired one of the, the sick hats that uh, everyone wants. Yeah, and if Brad has a black eye and no more hat, just mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you see me some messy hair wandering around, it's because I got beat up for my hat. But uh, no, I just uh, went over there and ended the night with a, with a fire. It's a pretty tame night. TTMG and, uh, and I went over. Uh, TT was going to drive home. Felt like he was uh, a little bit too tired. Didn't know if he was going to be able to make it. I was like, Tom, come on. Come on, Tom. Tommy, I'm, I'm saying the fucking like, camper. Tommy, the camper's empty. Uh, it's uh, just Amanda and I. So just uh, you come over and and uh, you you got a place to sleep. So I was able to give him a place to sleep. Went over to the fire with me. It was awesome. Had a great time, and uh, just wrapped up the weekend in uh, perfect perfect fashion. You know, everyone was uh, everyone was just celebrating a uh, t- uh, owners championship on, on the tour and. We were just uh, shooting the shit, hanging around a fire. So can't really uh, ask for anything better than that. It was an all, overall uh, fantastic weekend. I feel like we uh, we recapped it pretty good for uh, for being a couple booze hands. One and, last uh, thing. I had, no, uh, I had no notes. So One last thing from the Thompson uh, experience that I have to absolutely out myself. We make fun of a lot of people on this show. Um, I cannot go without making fun of myself. Um, Saturday morning. We're just chilling, cooking breakfast, getting getting all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for the day. And uh, some people come over. I don't know any of these people, but um, they're mutual friends with Alex Fern. And they're like, oh, those, the security is over taking pictures of all you guys' license plates. Are those your cars? And yes. they're like, oh, shit, yeah, we should probably go move them before they get towed. So it was like Mitchie Bags' car, my car, or my truck, <laughs> a couple of people's vehicles. So um, I look quick and I see like oh I'll just back up and move over here a little bit uh, should have looked a little harder backed right into the side of a Denali backed those are cheap right into the fucking passenger <clears throat> side rear door caved the door and ripped the trim work off huge crunch great whole crowd of people watched I'm like fuck <laughs> <sighs> god damn it I was wondering why Bob was taking so long because they, they went to go move their cars everyone else came back and Bob did not and I'm like oh, what the fuck's going on here so I find a new parking spot. I get my notepad out and my uh, copy of my insurance card. And then somebody's like, well, you probably shouldn't leave your insurance card with them. So I write on the note, my name, my phone number, you know, call. And I'm like, fuck. I immediately walked up to the camper and just downed a beer because I was embarrassed. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He was he, Bob was very down in the dumps. I was I was, I was just embarrassed. Like I, I, I'm a race car driver. I'm a very I feel like I'm a very good driver, and then I just absolutely backed right into the side of this big Denali. Hey, you're a uh, race car driver, not a street car driver. It's different. Uh, my poor Tacoma man has had a rough life. It, it, it doesn't deserve me. <laughs> it deserves better. Uh, fuck the bumper up. Fuck the tail light up. Uh, so I was I was feeling real dumb, and my sister's like, "Will you just forget about it?" I'm like, "I." I know. I have insurance. Like it, it wasn't. It's not the end of the world. And uh, we get back to the camper Saturday night, and that vehicle was gone. No, no phone call. Brad's like, you didn't hear from the guys? No, he's like, oh, you might get lucky. I'm like, no. Nah, I'm in my head. I'm like, the guy's here for the same reason. I am probably gonna wait till Sunday night or Monday. All day Sunday goes by. Same thing. We're walking back. And Brad's like, you ever heard from that guy? I'm like, no. But you know, give it time. I, I'm, I'm expecting it. And about 10 minutes before I'm getting ready to leave last night, phone call from Massachusetts number. I'm like, ah, that's, that's that guy. Yeah. So I answer the phone. He says, is this Bobby? I said, yep. He said, hey, Bobby, my name's Charlie Rousseau. Um, you hit my truck, huh? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I did. He's like, well, that's unfortunate. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, sure is. I uh, said security came over, told us to move our vehicles. I, I, you know, I just I looked in the mirror real quick. You know, I got tinted windows. Just a dipshit move on my part. He's like, okay. He's like, um, I work at a vocational school. It's got a body shop. We'll make the kids fix it. He said, uh, the fact that you were stand up enough to leave a, a number, an actual number, um, speaks to your character. You know, you, you must be a pretty good person. You know, this race, you know, racing people are some of the best people in this world. He says, uh, my sister passed away of pancreatic cancer a few years ago. He says, I don't care if it's a nickel. I don't care if it's ten thousand dollars. You make some sort of donation. To any pancreatic cancer foundation, and uh, we'll call it, we'll chalk it up as a bad day. But he's like, I feel like you're probably a pretty good kid. Um, it's unfortunate, but you do that, and we'll call it good. So I made a donation to the uh, Lust Garden. I think I get. It. I want to read it. Make sure I get it right. The uh, I couldn't buy that kind of luck. The Lust Garden found. Shut the fuck up. You you absolutely <laughs> could. You got a helmet for free because they forgot to bill you. Well, <laughs> twice. Uh, the Lust Garden Foundation. <laughs> it's the, uh, the the largest private funder. Um, of the pancreatic cancer research, so made a donation to them today. Shout out to that guy. I guess he helps uh, helps Gary Casella on his modifieds, and uh, we actually had like a ten minute conversation about race cars. And, uh, Hell yeah! And uh, yeah, so that was cool. Uh, I'm a dipshit. And what was it? Lust Garden? What the Lust Garden Foundation? Garden with a T, not a D. So yeah, me. Hell yeah! That's so pretty good. We I suck at driving street vehicles, <laughs> and the guy's gonna get his car fixed anyway. You'll have that on the mega jobs. And it was a Denali, but it was an older one. There was some, there was some rust. Like it, it's not like it was a, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like a brand new 2022. Yeah. Um, if it was, I probably would have just turned around, unhooked my seatbelt, and just hit it wide open. But <laughs> 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 just total both of us to <laughs> get our money's worth from the insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> If it's a 2022, <laughs> at least make sure the airbag goes off. <laughs> oh, fuck. And take myself out with it. Oh, God. So. An absolutely fun weekend, though. Um, yeah. You know, racing in the uh, racing in the state of Connecticut seems to be more fun than... It can absolutely states. stay. In a, it was a very... Uh, it's very sad and somber when you end up leaving the uh, racetrack uh, t- at Thompson World Series. Obviously, we have a couple more... Uh, couple more events scheduled up here for uh, the remainder of the year, but really it is the uh, unofficial end of the race season, uh, I feel like. And uh, Camper is going to be going into hibernation, I believe. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll get them back out and ready to rip for uh, the icebreaker weekend, which uh, tends to kick off the uh, festivities. Thompson up here. does seem to kind of be the uh, the bookends, doesn't yeah. it? The yeah, icebreaker, and then the, at least uh, for like a camping camping weekend. You know, we obviously have the haunted hundred that we're going to be at coming up uh, in a couple weeks, and uh, you got an Oxford race uh, this weekend. You got uh, the Hudson uh, Run with Brung show this weekend. You got the Halloween Howler this weekend, uh, or not this weekend? Sorry, next weekend. Uh, and then you got the uh, Pass Act race uh, at Waterford, which uh, really will be. Oh, actually, I don't believe it. that's even the end. I think Hudson uh, added a, a date on October 30th as well. So that weekend will be the end of the uh, racing season up here um, for for actual race cars, and uh, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a couple uh, couple long drives coming up in the near future, but one, none that will involve uh, at least either of our campers. So, episode 188. Real quick, NASCAR picks. Chris Bell oh, won the right. Roval. Charlie won picks with Tyler Reddick over Brad with... Um, Where did I finish? Eighth with the eight. Brad was 17th with the 19. I was 21st with the two. Um, this is not Where good. are we now? Not for, we're now at uh, Las Vegas for the South Point 400, and I am going to take Kyle Larson, even though he got eliminated from the playoff contention. I still have him on the board, and uh, hopefully he still goes out there and wins races. Ooh, I did not look at this, and I did I not remember who I got. Uh, so I've used Ryan Blaney twice now, right? Blaney would be a, be a good shoe here. Uh, give me the... You... Ooh, shit. I've used... You've only used Blaney once. No, I used him... Uh, oh, yeah, you have. I'm sorry. Yeah, you have used him twice. And I've used Logano twice, actually, now, too, huh? Jesus. Have I used Logano twice? This is tough. This is absolutely tough. I don't know why you care. Pick fucking Joey Hand. Um, yeah, give me. Actually, no, I've used Logano once. Yeah, give me. Uh, give me Joe Logano. Slowy slogan. Give me Ryan Blaney. Yeah. So uh, that uh, well, episode one eighty eight. But we uh, we do have a little bit of a a uh, interview coming up with Woody Pitcat, one that uh, will have to be uh, gone through with a fine tooth comb. Uh, probably. Uh, I get a, a nice little twenty minute or going on going on, but uh, this episode is brought to you by Hudson Speedway. Uh, looking uh, into uh, this coming weekend of race cars, you got Waterford's finale this weekend, uh, but uh, on Sunday, more importantly for uh, for at least uh, all intents and purposes, sponsorship wise of this show, uh, the Hudson Run What You Brung race. Uh, it's a three three k to win race where you can watch a uh, big block modified race against a fucking stonk versus a fucking super late model versus a fucking whatever. Um, it's a uh, absolutely a uh, an event that you uh, you will not want to miss green flag flies at 105 and uh this is uh going to be the first weekend of the opening of the black flagged tavern which uh hudson got approved for a bar they made a bar it's named after us black flag tavern hudson speedway we got a nice little partnership going on with them and lee as well uh we are looking forward to uh future endeavors to uh, both of those facilities and uh, having some beers at the black flag tavern um just uh Ben, ben Biskowski making dreams come true for Bobby and I throughout the last couple of years. Also uh, going to be uh, making people's dreams come true with beers at Hudson. Yes. So uh, be sure to uh, mark that one on the calendar for this Sunday. 105 start. They got a mess of uh, uh, Enduros and stuff like that. It's always a treat. It's one of the uh, one of the marquee events up here that uh, people uh, tend to get up and uh, go out for. So uh, 105 start. Can't really beat that. It's uh, going to be a going to be a shorter night and uh, you're going to be able to get out before the sun drops and uh, so does the temperature so go out there check that out and uh yeah episode 188 episode what do you pick at yeah dale jr marcello refrano dale, dale jarrett, jarrett. Keith uh, Rocco. andy field andre vasilevsky who all right that's the end of that brent burns nah jesus christ I don't that know. wasn't ernie Patrick, irvin in 88 matt, matt crafton 
Crafton. Yeah, yeah. true. Oh, yeah. Crafton. Andy Field. I Mike Field. No, I didn't say Mike Field, but... Um, there was an 88 Super Modified. Darren Kilt. Scott Martell drove it. Mike Ordway Jr. drove it. It was owned by Bruce Budnick. <coughs> Brandon Barker. Barker. Yeah, um, that's right. Brandon Barker. I'm out. Yeah, I have to pee. All right. Yeah, Here's what he pick at. Check, check. All right, boys and girls. Episode 188. The... Uh, this this will be a, I teased uh, the on interview of it. But. The last week's episode, I had said at the end of the show that we had a guest who specifically wanted to be on episode 188 because he drives the number 88 and he uh, almost did a win tonight, but he didn't. The number and, uh, the number 88. Welcome to being the first loser club. What do you pick out? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad to be able to be uh, a loser first, like me. Absolutely. Yeah, you Losing you sucks. and you and Bobby, uh, first loser usually. Yeah, yeah. Well, not usually. Like you been, your been, sister. You've been winning like a whole lot this year, but uh, tonight just wasn't your night, I guess. You know, yeah. Priest, Priest is a little bit better. If the race had gone caution free, you you would have won. I had been winning, and then the wolf got me down. It's oh, the, the wolf, wolf of Stafford, Stafford. Uh, decided he wanted to try to decapitate me, and then uh, my brain's been scrambled a little bit since <laughs> then. So thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah, so CTE is nothing to fuck with. Make I sure you don't go, don't, Woody, whatever Woody, you do, do not go commit a double homicide. Woody, Woody Tongue of Aloha. Yeah, Woody, Woody Hernandez. <laughs> Back in the race tonight. I had to take a little Napa today before I went out there. Yeah. A little Napa Talon, but that's yeah, not no, what it was you did good compared to where, Compared to where we were yesterday to today. Yeah, what happened like last night? You you ran the uh, Mostly Ride Series, the, the uh, first team freshman league of modified <laughs> racing, and you sucked. What happened? Um, I don't mostly ride. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think like you had nothing to gain. Like you just you never had the track position, and the car would never yeah, go forward. No, we. I mean, so that was the car that got wrecked at Stafford. Obviously, you know, Cam. Yeah, you had said Cam McDermott worked his ass off and rebuilt the car that you crashed at Stafford. I thought that car was junk. Yeah, no, they put a rear clip on it, and the center was okay, and we fixed it. And he wanted to come here with that car to, you know, experiment with it. So, yesterday we were junk, and. Uh, we didn't do nothing. We put tires on it this morning. We, we came here the same. Who's your tires? Am I right? That's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Those fucking things suck. Uh, oh, wow. Well, we, that, the Mostly Ride series, you get the tires from Jack Bateman, which obviously he gets the tires from Robbie Summers, Hoosier, but you don't know how old they are. That's the problem, you know. And and I feel we like, talked about I feel it like last the Mostly night. Ride series gets the shit. Yeah, I mean. The car was good at Star, so they must have gave me good stuff at Star, and then they're like, "Oh, he won. Fuck him. We'll give him. <laughs> we'll give him junk for the next race." So, yeah. I mean, Back you'll job. have that. You'll have that on the bigger jobs. Yeah. But so, no. eighty-eight Marcello Rafano. Woody, yeah. you're the first Frank ever Lutzmar. person in Black Flag Podcast history to be a three-time guest. It's the third time we've had you on the show. Really? Is it the third time? We've had him. We had the first like initial interview, and then we had like the. Second time after you won the first Open 80 this year, and now we're, we're in person. We're at Thompson Speedway. There's a party going on outside the camper, and we're in here being fucking dweebs talking into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely have the road set up. So uh, I remember that at the uh, at the Stafford uh, Fall Final, we had talked to Cassie Rocco. We were like, oh, we're probably going to bring the like the high-tech setup. We'll probably get set it up on the uh, you know, Shout tables out Track and Talks shit. and Tequila or whatever. And, the uh, tits Talking Tequila. Yeah, yeah, tits, something like tits that. Tits and Tits. Right? It's yeah. Titty Talking Tequila, I thought. That's, that is what it's called, yeah. We were drinking and, uh, tequila. Those are those girls. Night. Yeah, those are those girls. And we so Where's I was Timmy like, with the Casamigos? I was like, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the table set up because there's a table in my camper with a slide out. It's perfect. If the mics would set up there, it would be phenomenal. But there is no you need an extension cord and that's just too much work, you know. And we have like when you have to bring bring the headsets and the uh 
We were also zooted because we started drinking at 9. You got to like plug the laptop in, the microphones, and something else. You need like three fucking cords to be plugged in. Everything that has to happen has to be outside. And when you're at Thompson for the World Series, I mean, there is no better party atmosphere at a racetrack. And uh, I'm sure everyone could probably hear fucking Randy Hauser out yeah, there. Yeah, Luke Combs is having a fucking time out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right outside the door right now. He's actually performing live. Uh, is Sammy Swindell on deck? Yes, he is. Same Good. guy. Good. Yeah, That's Speed guy. Lab. It's a good, I love it's a that guy. Slamming Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of slamming Sammy. Sammy uh, Ramo had a tough day. Yeah. He blew <laughs> up he? in the heat race. Well, Wait, he they sent somebody to New Haven, Connecticut to get a part. He broke a rocker arm. Sent the guy all the way to New Haven, and he got. they were doing paving on the way back, his old man told me, right before we went out. So they were like 45 minutes out when we were getting ready to go out back. So Tough break. Um, I hate for the guys at the shop. I do. Completely yeah. unrelated to everything we're doing here with Woody. I don't understand. Why didn't Jonathan McKennedy race his Super Modified tonight? The car was literally sitting back there on stands under fucking warming blankets, and he just did not race the Super Modified race. I think I know why. Why? Because he's running for a Whalen Modified Tour Championship. The race is tomorrow. And he's more worried about where Ronnie Silk is on the track, what he's running for lap times. The race is tomorrow. How many car lengths he is from him. The race is tomorrow. I, don't, I mean, I, One I, day could, I couldn't plead more of the fifth. I have no idea. Well, I, about yeah, I mean, you heard it here first, folks, <laughs> from <Yeah>. Woody Pitcat. Yeah. <laughs> <One laughs> yeah, that's that guy. <laughs> it is that guy. And, uh, well, those are those, <laughs> and those are those girls, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, so we're on yeah. to tonight. Uh, you ran the late model last night. Uh, you committed a felonious crime in the late model last night. What happened? <laughs> I did? Hey, you killed Dan Johnson. <laughs> Dan. Well, something happened to me at Stafford, and I learned from Ronnie Williams what to do when <laughs> you get mad. And there's a guy that just, I don't know, he thought he was going somewhere on what Charlie would say, lap half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I just decided that he wasn't going to go where he wanted to go. So, What happened to that guy? Um, Woody sneezed. <laughs> when I came around three laps later, he, he was, was wearing a neck brace. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was sick to my stomach because, I mean, nobody wants to see anybody get hurt, obviously. Um, but I had hurt today. I don't know how true it is, and this is, like, for real, that he went to the hospital to, you know, check his back and his head and whatever, and they supposedly they found some kind of spots on his liver or something. So you not did that, him a favor. <laughs> no, no, I mean, not to be a jerk or not to be an asshole or whatever. Obviously... You know, you care for everybody's health, but if there was something good out that could come out of it, maybe they found something that he wouldn't have known, you know? So, yeah. well, that's obviously, fucking, that's the Sultan of Stafford, he's a medical hero. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a medical hero. My yeah. wife is the is the nurse, not me, but... I think she's the better race car driver anyway. Well, that, no, it's just, the brother-in-law is the best out of everybody. Well, that is true. That's true. Is he that's in top He is the best Bobby the Third that races open-wheel cars in this country, and that's coming from me, who might be the second best. Yeah, he should be in the like car, two of us. Yeah. <laughs> or a cup car. Or an Did you ever car, hear the story of me being shit-faced in the elevator at Oswego last year? No, I heard you about being shit-faced at Andrew Trotreshkutson's yeah, wedding. Yeah, we were there together. That was the most fun I've ever had at a wedding in my life, and that's the day me and Woody became friends. So last year in Oswego, I was absolutely dusted up, and uh, me and one of my crew guys, we were leaving. Is that the, when you took a shit in the urinal? No. No, that was on but Sunday. I was something? sober during that. That's the worst part. I pissed in the sink at Oswego. <laughs> sober. That's awesome. That's terrible. But no, that this was, was terrible like me wrecking Nick Johnson last night. This was like yeah. Thursday night of Oswego Classic, and me and one of my crew guys, we left the bowling alley, dusted up, and 
Bobby got into the elevator with us. And I look at my crew guy and I'm like, hey, you know what this means? I'm the second best Bobby the third in this elevator. Who was the first, Bobby Griegas? No, your brother-in-law. <laughs> Bobby Griegas? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was your fucking brother-in-law. Was Bobby he, Santos the third. Was he there? Yeah. yeah. That was the whole yeah. story. That was the story. Was he nice. blew up in practice and we never saw him again the weekend, but... So you got nothing no going on tomorrow. So your, your day today you. was interesting, Only though, because you, you went when you practice, and then you went to a, no a flag else. football no deal or else. something. I was gonna. I never made it. Yeah. I uh, so I was gonna go to flag football. I'm in the process of trying to sell my Patriots tickets that somebody already bought. So we're not going to the game tomorrow. Uh, somebody's gonna go to the game. <laughs> I thought we were going. I was gonna be your son. That's fine. You can be my son. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So then I ended up going to Walmart because we needed some appliances or whatever, some fluids for the cooler. Same thing. Appliances. And then I see that guy. Case of beer. That is that all guy. All of a sudden, there's Blaze in the monster machine. <laughs> <laughs> he had all those. Got the he Viking horns. <laughs> he had. A, uh, he bought a Toy Story Woody costume that looks like it would maybe fit that bottle of Malibu over there. No said, way. We it should was finish five that bottle. I said, what are you going to do with that thing? I'm putting it on my dog for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze is a fucking national treasure. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is a fucking hero. He's gonna probably gonna show up tonight with his dog dressed in that Woody costume. To the love party, a good pupper in a Woody costume. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So this, this, How many years as a father have you gone as Woody for Halloween? Like all of the years. So I have a Woody hoodie, that is a legit Toy Story Woody that I bought at Disney one year, and the year that I drove for Buzz Shoe, it was 2015, and we were finishing Podium Pal, second, third. And I was talking to Lenny Salmon's area auto, and I, was, I just mother F NASCAR. <laughs> they were taking our motors, this and that, right? They're take our fucking so motors. <laughs> the next race we go to is Stafford, right? And Jimmy Wilson is absolutely rip shit because I was just ripping NASCAR on area Conduct auto. Conduct detrimental to the sport. <laughs> so here, here, here I come walking into Stafford with the, the Toy Story Woody sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> and the toy- There's a snake in my boot. Hardy, 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 hard. And the cowboy hat. Or whatever he said. I walk in the trailer with that on, and Jimmy Wilson sitting in the trailer waiting to talk Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I better take this off. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, so going back to tonight, though, you, the way that you uh, – well, it looked like you were going to win the race. We already talked about that a little bit, but it, when you uh, – you were uh, – you're a mad default in it up on the top. Up, up on the outside selling T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. You I would have bought more have, T-shirts if I had not bought a handful t-shirt. of T-shirts tonight showing Woody. Or not Woody. Jesus it's Christ. tough to sell T-shirts when it's 35 degrees outside. Yeah. yeah you, you showed Keith the wheel on the outside. I think you guys are coming up on a lap car, and uh, you had to back out at one point, but then you just kept. You, you kept. I think you tried one more time maybe, and then you got back around him on the outside, but the outside seemed to be working for you tonight. Yeah, no, my car was really good. I hate to, to throw this out there, but I feel like this place – Especially when you don't run here weekly. Um, when you come here... Especially, like weekly is in every week or weekly is in poorly? Yeah, like every week. Like you don't run <laughs> here weekly like Stafford, you know. You're only coming here once a I month. I know what so. you meant. I was just being an asshole. So normally the track, you know, obviously the top of the track rubbers up. And, uh, We're recording a podcast. That's that girl. That's <laughs> no, probably fucking Timmy. The top of the track, it's rubbered up. So what happens if it rubbers up? You lose grip. So everybody heads for the bottom. Because they're all loose and this and that, so they head for the bottom. They're all catfish. And my like car that. is really good on the top, even with the rubber on it. So uh, I knew that. So I, I love was just, when I'm good even with the rubber I on it. I was just following <laughs> Keith. I, I, I was letting Keith kind of dictate the lap cars and all that stuff. And uh, 
once we got through the lap traffic, it, and I didn't know if it was going to go green the whole way. So I'm like, it seemed like it was I don't going want, to. I don't yeah. want to lose the race because I never pulled out. Yeah, I'll never, never pull out. out. So. Troy, Troy Buck told us that on NFL broadcast. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> <laughs> never pull out. So with 30, 25, 30 to go, I said, um, shout out to the old soundboard. I'm not gonna pull yeah. out. I pulled out the, the OG app. listeners remember the, the soundboard outside. days. Up, up on the outside, yeah. Woodrow Pitcat yeah, to the lead. So second in a uh, I figured we're gonna to be good. Race probably it's not too bad. Yeah, uh, what does it pay? Twenty five hundred for second. It was actually I think you got a check for five grand. Nice. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. So good, you can buy our next round of beers. <laughs> Perfect. Where are we going? We <laughs> got not, plenty of free ones. Right here, it's, not, it's not that. Yeah. No, you gotta, you, you, well, from from one second place pal to another, uh, this is uh, the SPM night at Star Classic. We both finished second together, and then you finished second tonight. I finished second two weeks ago or a week ago. Since uh, we suck, well, well since I'm saving my win for uh, the Halloween holler. Are you gonna run an enduro at Star Speedway? Call? No, <laughs> fucking s- uh, the Honda Hundred is Honda Hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that race. Shout out to actually no, you you didn't know this, but the episode is actually brought to you by the Halloween Howler. So you, you, that was a good plug there. Woody's yeah, gonna be there. He's not loosely, be there. loosely, um, loosely facts. But as an asterisk, but hopefully they do the trunk or treat again. That might happen. That probably I think that is happening. But yeah, the. Uh, Oh, no, since, since the uh, I don't I don't remember the last time we had you on the show, but we uh, you picked up a rain shortened win at Star. That was cool. We uh, yeah, were I uh, I was uh, zooted on the flag stand. I threw an empty beer at you, <laughs> trying to land it in your cup from Star Classic Sunday. That was yeah. fun. Well, so I, I have I, more pictures in my phone of me in victory lane with you than me in victory lane of myself. That's awesome. Yeah, I I ended up winning a camper that night, so it worked out great. You won a camper? Yeah, yeah I had a place to stay all week. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't have a key. Oh, this one. Yeah, the yeah. I had to sleep yeah, on yeah. the top. Yeah, you put the it in the wash bay because Brad well, is an yeah. uh, uh, imbecile. Yeah, he <laughs> <was> <laughs> big and he doesn't know how to do it. No, that's not fucking. That's not the thing. I uh, we, I was hooked up to the camper, ready to rip, and uh, we ended up going into the track and with a little bit of rain, there was a little bit of delay, whatever. And uh, it was really more more or less that the DG12 crew showed up and they were just buying me beers all day. Two so bags. I walked in with like I walked in with like twenty bucks, and I'm like, ah, it's like four beers, you know, whatever. And uh, then they were just buying my beers all night, so I just kept getting beer after beer after beer after beer after beer. And then we Woody fucking wins. Dusted up. So then we go out to the camper, and we're fucking drinking out of his cup and shit. And Woody's like, "You coming to Stafford next week?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll probably just go Saturday." You know, like I don't really have a place to sleep on Sunday, like all this stuff. And he's like, "Why don't you just bring the camper?" I'm like, oh, "I don't really want to drive it all the way to you know from Wyndham to to Staff or to Stafford because I can I, I actually three hours I had to go to home. I had to go to Westfield Massachusetts for uh, Amanda's birthday and he can and only uh, do thirty five because he got a China virus pickup truck yeah wow hey don't make fun of our three eighths ton pickups yeah he's good now he's got the fucking weight yeah, supports on the I got the fucking bars there on there go. but yeah so I'm we're standing over there I'm all hooked up ready to rip right. and then I and then you I preload got, the yeah. sway bar or you run gap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, l- at least loaded. at least my back two, bumper's 2% not right. Two percent across on the scales. Bobby, Bobby might have committed a fucking fallopian crime. Big earlier. time, Bobby. That yeah. Denali's gone. You said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby had a parked car today a little bit, maybe. Weapon of the week, early nomination. <laughs> <for being laughs> yeah, an absolute. Max, Max before we even before he even started fucking uh, drinking, he backed into a car and then uh, the, the car the <laughs> car just left. He Bobby left a note and everything. I he did left leave a social security like, number. Let me get out in front of it. I'm not a scumbag. I left a note. My phone number, give me a call. Social security number, mother's um, maiden name. Absolutely caved in the hospital you were born in. Of a fucking Tahoe. Yeah. Weapon yeah. of the week. Uh, me. Brought to you by Thompson Motor Speedway. 
You're going to go grab that at the liquor store? We're going to get Max. Max is going to be on the show, I think, probably this winter over Zoom, just because it makes sense. But Max and I have a history, and it's going to be a fuck of a story for the, the rest of the listeners to hear. Like, we're cool now, but we were not cool when we were kids. I did feel bad for Max, because he had a good run uh, this weekend, and then it just... This this weekend ended a little abruptly. He got zooted him. into the infield like real fucking. Yeah, he had bad a really tonight. good run last night, right? He's the, he's he definitely third last night. He's right? definitely second, I think. He definitely second. turned it on this year. They've, yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. have found they did their homework and they found something. The, the SBM 125. He was third. You were second, and yep. Jake was first. Like yep. you guys put on a fuck of a race that night. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I want to say when we were at Claremont, he had a good run for that uh, racing with guys race. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was up there. Yeah, nice no, guys. He's I, had I, a saw, I saw him at the gas station. They they tried to get subway grinders. And that girl was absolutely snapping out. <laughs> oh, she was losing at 11.30 in the morning. So they ended up going over to the, getting, like, grinders that were probably there that were dated probably two months prior. But, but no, they've, they've definitely stepped up their game. They've, yeah. Yeah. They've had even a good though, Max is a good race car driver. Yeah. What do uh, what? He just, you guys raced way too fucking aggressively in the heat race today. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, you got to put on a show sometimes. Yeah, I, that was the best race I saw. All if day. you ain't got people in the stands, Other than we're the not here cars. racing. So the vintage cars put on a great race. I mean, it was vintage cars. A little harder than I wanted to do, but hey, whatever. Don't pull out. You never pull out. Never, never. I that's pulled the out the pass a couple times. Oh, uh, well, that's fine. That's different. Who's bad is? Boots been under. I have no idea. Yeah, Shania's fucking been, just absolutely like crushing out there. So what, what's the rest of the year got for you? Just just the Honda Hundred? Is that it? Um, I don't know. They're talking about maybe a slip three hundred and maybe north south. I don't think we'll probably go north south, but so I had yeah. every I had every intention of going to the I slip three hundred. I've never been to Riverhead and I've yeah. wanted to go. And the Star Speedway banquet is the same night. And Timmy Weber called his mom and his dad tonight from the grandstands like we gotta change the date of the banquet. Yeah, you wanted to go to the I slip. And, uh, <laughs> it didn't work out, so unfortunately, I cannot go to the ice lake. Yeah. But uh, so it's tough. My one of my best friends, Ronnie Silk. He's the Wolf of Stafford. No, no. that's Ronnie Williams. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, talking, <laughs> talking Ronnie. about Ronnie. Silk. I just heard Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, I he jumped the gun. So he was supposed to be getting married in Florida. On Smooth as no- silk, Ronnie. November eleventh, which would be the day before the Islip three hundred. That's a Friday. And unfortunately, some guy named Ian came in and just. Interrupted everything in Florida right now. Oh yeah, Florida is fact. So yeah. he rest ain't got a rest. place to get married anymore. So oh shit. Well, Florida's not that nice anyway. Yeah. yeah. So we might go to Riverhead and get married next to the Indian. Hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Are you gonna marry Ronnie Silk? I would love to marry Ronnie Silk. I feel like he's a dumb blonde. I think we would be good for each other. But Fuck Mary Kill. Oh, <laughs> I was so Val confused. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was so confused. Yeah. You were very uh, confused oh the God. first time. So the first time we had Woody on. We we did a fuck Mary kill and he thought Richard we were talking Peter. about Val Kilmer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was so lost. It, it went so play. far over your uh, head. Fuck. So what happens when you're the oldest guy on Patreon? Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, you're the official tour type modified driver of the BFP. Yeah. Yep. Well, I appreciate you guys and everything you do for the sport and and even long long before I even invited myself and then quit and then invited myself back onto this podcast, you were the most fun I have ever had at a wedding. <laughs> you know what's crazy that I don't think we've ever talked about is that so when we used to work, well Charlie and I were we were working for Racing America, Speed 51 at the time. Yep. And uh, we went to Loudon and they wanted us to go down. They basically just gave us like a microphone setup and everything. They were like, let's go down and interview some drivers. So we went to like most of our friends, you know, people that we had already known. So we come back up and we had given them like 10 or 12 interviews, like literally fucking eight of them they didn't even use. But um, 
they were like, so we're, we go talk to Brandon Paul, and we're like, yeah, like a, we interviewed like a good amount of guys, like we don't really know who else to go get, right, or whatever. And he goes, why don't you guys go interview Woody? And Charlie and I were just like, wow, we don't really know, like we don't really know Woody. And he's like, ah, I think it'd be a really good interview. And we were like, oh, you know, like yeah, I don't really you know. Don't ever shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, ah, That's you know, guy. we were like, ah, we don't really know, you Chit-chat, know, pit-cat. whatever. So we we just we were like, ah, you know, whatever. And it was a long ass walk. Like they were up in the fucking main tower, and you had to walk all the way around to like the pit entrance, you whatever. So like, me. When we, well, I didn't have you on Snapchat at the time. You weren't even a Snapchat then. Yeah, this was this was. I two guess years two ago. years ago. This is before we definitely, we way before we knew it was you. In, but it was at the time where I quit uh, their show. Was, yeah. that, w- was that the race that Mac Zackham wrecked me on a restart when I was in the 82 on the front stretch? At Laden? Yeah. Yeah, it might have been. It was like 170. No, no, this was, this was, I I don't know. It might have been, I guess, but it was, uh, you were running a late model and they wanted you to, well, you were like in the late yeah, model. Yeah, it was one of the, it was yeah. one of the past the deals. It yeah, like they wanted, okay. they wanted, they wanted us to go interview you then, but yeah, we didn't get down there and that's just a fuck, it's weird. Now we're interviewing you at a camper and you're wearing all BFP You're merch, the first so. ever BFP three-time yeah. guest. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's almost, I feel like it's almost like conflict of interest, maybe, but uh, why? I don't know. I don't want to be that whore. <laughs> so you're, you are the official tour type driver of the BFP. What about the bully? He's the official open modified driver of the BFP. I beat him in a 350 super race. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he Bobby also, also beat, beat Christopher Bell in an Oxford 250. No, oh, yeah, I beat Christopher Bell. Rusty beat Bubba Pollard. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Rusty's numbers are sick. With the ribbons in them. Speaking, speaking of numbers, 88. Yeah. Uh, 188 Marcello Are we closing out The episode with this I don't or, think so Or, or is opening the episode, episode We'll probably, clo- we'll probably put this We'll put this at the end Matt Williams Should we record an intro With Charlie yeah. Play this And then the rest of the episode Yeah uh, we'll, do. we'll do something We'll splice it all in At some point But 88's We're just happy Dale to have, Jr uh, Woodrow Piquet yeah. Frankie Latois Jr. Frankie Latois That is a good one I want to say Dale Jarrett Dale Jarrett I want to say There's a provost That runs a Derek R88 Jeff Taylor? Jeff Taylor. The hound dog? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Williamson, dirt guy, drives for Bushu. Oh, Mike Urkowski, Riverhead, 88. That could be. Yeah. That's I don't have guy. to text you right now and ask you for all these numbers because you're here telling me all these numbers. Yeah. Somebody, you could text me if you want. I'm trying to think of I well. literally texted you clearly. last last literally. Week. Literally. Clearly. Last week we were doing the intro. And I was like, I'm just going to text Woody now. I should probably give you my real phone number so it'll go through faster. Could be. Woody's got a oh. burner phone. He's so popular. Oh, me and Woody, we're, we're on a talking basis. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. It sounds like the party's going pretty good out there. Yeah, we, gotta, we, we should probably stop recording there. and go back and hang out with our friends. We're doing a podcast! People keep fucking... <laughs> Anytime like, the door... knock like we're going to unlock in. it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Meathead. Password! <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This so is 188. Woody Woody it's Brad. It's me. We're at Thompson. We're fucking zooted. Yeah. And uh, we got one more day left of this shit. Yeah. So yeah. if uh, this might be the last ever live recording of Brad's and I's voices, short you track here, baker, we, we may die tonight. Yeah, we're gonna two foot the gas here in a second. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to the short track baker. Absolutely. Shout out Don Stone. Yeah, the banana bread was in fuego. I didn't get any ba- banana bread this weekend. Yes. I got some right there. We All got right. some. We'll fire up the toaster. Password. What'd you say? What? <laughs> so fucking stupid, dude. Yeah, no. not gonna go. Come in. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been 188. Thanks, With fellas. Thank love you. you guys. Love you too. We'll see it. We'll we'll see you out at the party. No, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> race car, race car. Here we go, race car. <laughs> <laughs>